Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Well, the boys are here in a roundabout way because we're actually at Radio Row. I am Fred Slow. I believe I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, up until 7 p.m. tonight. Let me confirm that with my producer. That is absolutely correct. Thank you to producer Jared Hart, who is, uh, well, you've been along along for the ride for this whole trip. Uh, No microphone the entire time, but we wouldn't be here without him. So big thank you to him. Van. Morning, buddy. Well, it's actually the afternoon, and they handed you the eviction papers today. They said, you don't have to go home from Radio Row, but you can't stay here. Well, I think it's going to be okay because I just spent $75 of gas station snacks at a 7-Eleven for all of us. So I'm ready to go. The treatment we've had here. I think I spent $55 at that same (laughs) 7-Eleven on gas station snacks yesterday. (laughs) The treatment we've had here has been absolutely phenomenal yeah. from everyone except food service. Yeah, I okay. They try they're trying to starve us out of here. Let me introduce Robert real quick. <laughs> so we're, coming, we're coming right back to that. Robert Gibson, how are you? I am great and I was wondering why we were spending so much money at the 7-Eleven and I was thinking I should have brought my EBT card. Okay. That's <laughs> we could have saved so much. I'm going to say it to you like this, boys. I have broadcast high school football games that have better hospitality rooms than the hospitality room at Radio Row. It's been rough. Yeah, bad. Uh, days one and two, they had no water. And I'm pretty sure that it's in the Geneva Convention yes. that you have to give human beings water. Well, they had it where there's free vending machines. Oh, yeah, if, which if, is nice. Which is nice, but when you hit water, they make you... Drink a Pepsi. A Pepsi, <laughs> a Pepsi Zero. Yeah. A Pepsi Zero comes out when you hit water or Gatorade. It's yeah. a roulette of a vending machine. It's like, if all right, so you know how Billy Bean famously was like, hey, I'll trade you whoever he has on the A's if you if you make my vending machines free? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the idea upstairs. They're, yeah. like, they're like, what are you guys willing to trade for this? And they're like, food. We have no food here. Food. Yes, for anyone. <laughs> Wow. It I, listen, it's to, a, listen to our first world problems. It's a, yeah, for real. For real. So it's, a, it's a genius move by the Pepsi Corporation yeah. to get all of these radio dorks hooked on Pepsi. Because yeah. you have no other option whatsoever. You either leave the building, go to 7-Eleven, go down the street to a restaurant, because you have no other options. You will live off of Pepsi. I believe Pepsi owns Frito-Lay. And to be fair, uh, to be fair, to be fair, boys, there are ample amounts of plain ass Frito Lay's chips <laughs> as well. Hey, and you know what happens when you eat a lot of chips? You get thirsty. I'm so tired of a big soda leading <laughs> my life. Yeah, that 7 Eleven has been hopping though. And you know, hey, the thing about 7 Elevens here, they ain't all subs at home. Like no one's, Not at all. No, no one smile at you, you when you bite, walk in. You bite your tongue before you <laughs> disintegrate my allsups. I, I'm not. I'm about, no. I'm about to put allsups on a pedestal. I was going to say, yeah, I think that's the way he was going yeah, with this. Yeah, like allsups, to me, 
is the example for the class right okay, now. Okay, well, yes. that's yeah. better. There yes. we go. You okay. Wa- you walk into 7-Eleven here, and I, me and Robert walk in. We ain't getting no smiles. No. Yeah, there ain't no good morning. There's no Benvidididas or whatever. There's no hello. <laughs> Benvidididas. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and then. Well, first we had to do the, the homeless people steeplechase to get in there. That did happen. Yeah. yeah there were some home free. <laughs> yeah. Home free individuals <laughs> out front <laughs> that we had to navigate. Hey, and which, by the way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, 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 no not at all. No, 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 not at all. Because if you choose, if you, I mean, if if you're home, I've been home free at one point. I just, I have as well. Yeah, and and here's the thing, I still was able to go into a Seven Eleven. Sure, so it was, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But yeah, the Seven Eleven uh, outside of the L.A. Convention Center where Radio Row is is uh, well, it's the hot spot. It's the hot spot for everyone here. I'm doing five blazers in five days, and I got speaking of allsips. I got a wonderful compliment this morning. Yeah. As I walked in, she says, "You smell fantastic," and I smelt it, and I was like, "Oh, I walked into an Allsup's three months ago." <laughs> so, so what you're what you're smelling is Allsup's burrito right here. It's a. Me, uh, I have a friend, Hale, some uh, a lady I know. She does the hype stuff for the Chargers. She's the Chargers hype girl at intermissions or whatever. She's that. So anyway, so we were walking in this morning, and we did the. Uh, uh, we hadn't seen each other in, I don't know in years or whatever, and we did the look at each other and go. Do I know you? And we both took a second, and we were like, yeah, we know each other. From where? And we go, I think a Super Bowl. And we both go, yeah, a Super Bowl. And she, and she goes, how can you tell it's me? And I go, well, as I recall, you had a certain smell. And she was like, she's like, you can smell me? And, I, and I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I know that sounds weird. But I was like, so here's my thing, boys. How do you go, like, this had been five or six years, wearing the exact same perfume? How do you go wearing the exact same cologne? Like, I feel like you have to evolve. Well, did your mind trick you to think that was the oh. smell? Huh. It may huh. have done that, just taking you back to the time that you did, you, you know, s- see her the last time. Are, and you, then- are you wearing draw noir still from, <laughs> from high school? Because I don't think you are, right? Cool water. You- uh, I used to do. I used to get down on cool the water. Cool water, for yeah. sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. I just, I'm saying, yeah. you got to evolve it, boys. Like, very, it's very true. Yeah, if you have a signature smell. And by, I'm not saying like a stink. I'm not saying like an odor. Right. Yeah, I'm saying like, yes, I'll just change it up, boys. <laughs> like, now that I'm thinking about it, I've had the same smell for a few years now. Yeah. And I'm not talking about my, my gross old man smell. No, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about my fresh out the shower with a little bit of essential oil smell. You might be right. I'm, you might have set me on a new path right now, Fred Slow. Well, let me suggest this for you. Go over to this Old Spice booth that's been up all week long. <laughs> okay, that I won't do. This <laughs> that's, there is a thick line in the sand, and Old Spice is on the other there, side. There is, Weren't they trying to give you some the other day? And yes. you were like, nope. I said, no, I think, thank you. I think you were the only person that was like, mm-mm, I'm good. Yeah, every every other like radio guy and like radio guy – it's a Venn diagram all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> so every other radio goes like, oh, Old Spice, that's yeah. my jam. Yep. And they try to hand it to me, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> they, but they had you pegged right away because on the label it says no aluminum. And they were, they were like, here, it's right here, bro. You didn't even mention <laughs> yeah. it. Uh-huh. But they knew uh-huh. you were ready to have that fight. You're like, you're like no carcinogens, bro. And you're like, oh, damn it. Well, actually, I pronounce it aluminum. So <laughs> <laughs> The uh, yeah, the week is coming to an end though. But I tell you what, the Super Bowl did in the NFL, 
a really excellent job of, of paving this yellow brick road all the way up to the big game. And as we've taken a lot of steps along it, uh, some of them, some of those steps kind of they stand out to me, right? So yeah, some some really good moments, and one of those really good moments was sitting down with Juliana Pena yesterday, boys. We sat down with the bantamweight champ, the champ, and who by request asked that we call her the champ. Yes, moving forward, that so, is accurate. Yes, yeah. So he's no longer the Venezuelan vixen, just only the champ. So the champ sat down with us yesterday, and we're going to air that immediately after we come back from break. But, uh, I mean, kind of a lot of laughs for a UFC interview. You know, a lot of mixed martial arts stuff is, uh, in my opinion, a little more on the serious tone. And and I like the loose side of the champ. Yeah, and, and she had a lot to say about Albuquerque as well. I did. Say or spit? Yeah. Both. It started out yeah. as a say. It ended as a spit. I mean, <laughs> If, if you know Greg Jackson right now, you're going to want to text him to make sure he's listening. Yes. Yeah. A fr- he's a yes. friend of the show already. Yes. Yeah. But make sure he's got ears on this one because there's a new beef about to start. Yeah. In between Spokane and Albuquerque. I'm yes. not, yeah, and I'm not one to paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> but you need it in its entirety because context is important here. Yes. This is, yeah. And also, and I recognize success, boys. I recognize getting to your level of success by the path you choose. Cool, I'm in. Julia Payne, you hate everyone. <laughs> like, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How can you well, be so nice and so captivating yeah. yet hate everyone? Oh, and just and, lovely. And, yeah. Except for Cooper Cup. She did okay. not hate Cooper Cup. There yeah. we go. Yeah, she was very He pretty. is on the good side. Yes. And her, so I went to school with her sister. It's a super small world. Oh, by the way, Marcus Trevant coming on this program today, speaking of Washington State alums. But, uh, but yeah, it, and when talking, she only said positive things about her sister and Cooper Cup. That's yep. it. And, by the way, I love that. And us. And us. And us. Yes, yeah. us naturally. As, yes, naturally us as well. Us. Yeah. So, we're going to grab a break, boys. Obviously, everyone that's allowed us to be out here at the Super Bowl this week have been just absolutely crucial parts of that. I know we've been running them down and making them available on the podcast. I think we put up this week something like 50-something podcasts this week, boys. So, all the interviews stand alone. Definitely go check those out if you feel like you missed anything. And we know the pacing has been off. So all the friends of the show that have been a part of this, thank you for being a part of it. Also, thank you to the friends of the show that sponsored it. I'm talking about Graphic Connections and Chinsum Trail RV and Dave and & Buster's and the YMCA of Central New Mexico. And the list goes on and on. And we'll give them to you throughout this broadcast. We are two men on live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Two men on. Live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Ding, 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 boys. It is, uh, well, it's been a lot of Miss Martial Arts today at Radio Row, and we've been laughing, and we had Bruce Buffer on earlier, and he brings the voice, and we were like, okay, cool. How do you top the voice? Well, you, you, you bring the force, and we brought it there right here go. with Juliana Pena. Julia, welcome to the show, girl. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm such a, I'm so excited to be here. Excuse me. Do you, uh, you need me to hold the title during the broadcast, or you're good? Or No, how does... no, I'm good. I'm good. I okay. got it right here. It's keeping me nice and warm. So, uh, obviously, you've been here all day. You've been hitting the spots, and telling the stories but you got a world going on and you ultimate fighter and and you the champ and and how does that sound when i just said it out loud it sounds like awesome i've been waiting for a long time to hear those words i i just want to be addressed as champ from now on all right there we go i like that we're here with the champ, champ. on radio there we, go. <laughs> we cut that over <laughs> look, you look like you've never been into a fight ever <laughs> absolutely flawless <laughs> especially with that bling right next to your shoulder yes. Like what? What was that first moment where you're like, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. 
Yeah, so thank you for that. Um, I I threw my first punch at at, at uh, 19 years old, which is a little late these yeah. days and age. Did she have it coming? Oh man, yeah. I got I got beat up a bunch by then. Yeah, no, and that's <laughs> the thing too. I have been conditioned to fight my entire life. You know, we were talking about you know you knowing my older sister Grace. Yeah. That girl put her foot up my butt more times than I can count. There she it is. beat the crap out of me. And same with my older brother. And I I come from a very large family, so I took a tail end of a lot of beatings, and I've been conditioned to be a fighter. I just didn't know it until I threw my very first punch and so this is something that's been a long time coming for me it's not something that happened overnight I've been grinding at this for 13 years no and uh, it's finally here I'm, I'm excited to say that this is my time UFC 269 you win the belt what's the first thing you did after winning the championship? Uh, I got put right into an interview. <laughs> the very first thing I did, they got put right into interview. And I think uh, it went from interview to interview for interview. After that, it was um, more more time with the fans. I, I got walked through a casino and I was there for the next hour and a half. I, I wow. got bombarded there. And by that time, I was like, can somebody get me some food? And everything was closed. So I ended up ordering a pizza, going back to the hotel room and just eating some pizza with my family. Oh, sorry. All right, hold on. Uh -oh. Best slice of pizza you ever had in your life? Had uh, to have been. It, it was pretty dang good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I even I even drank a coke. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we actually kind of talk about this a lot, and we'll, and we'll bring this question to you. So the moment's over. The big moment. The handy of the ship. The crowd has 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 done the eruption. You've gone through the interviews, and there's a moment where it's you and just the dashboard lights of whatever car you're in. Can you talk a little bit about that step down in emotion and adrenaline, and just where your mental capacity is after it? all settles for me it was a sense of justification for yeah. me it was like a pat on the back like you did it old gal yeah. we got it done well, you, you can know? say champ now yeah, yeah yeah exactly everybody could call me champ now so it was just for me a justification of of you are not a fraud you are who you say you are it was a sense of 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 discovering myself and you know I've been saying it to myself in the mirror and I've been acting like it and I've been wanting it but now that I can actually have it I'm like you are who you say you are and no one can ever take this away from you you're not a fraud you did it so like UFC world champion and when you say world champion and you attach it to UFC it's actually the world Super Bowl champion when they say you're the world champion the world doesn't play football. <laughs> like six countries play baseball. Twelve countries play basketball. You're actually the world champ. Yes. Does that feel like you're not only the best like in your city, in your state, in your country, you're the best in the world. Yes. How does that feel like every day in the morning? Is there, is there some kind of motivation? Is, is it... Does it make you go harder? You know, it's not something that I'm content with. I have, like I said, been wanting this for a long time, and I knew that I was going to walk away with the belt that night come hell or high water. However, this is just one little thing in the list. This is just check that box. we got to move on to the next thing, and the next thing is holding on to this belt and getting more rubies put onto this, yeah. onto this strap. My job is to move forward in the future with figuring out how I'm going to obtain this belt and reign and be a, a champion for, for many years to come. And that's what my focus is. How can I get more rubies on this belt? And, and I'm not content with just getting it. I want to keep it and do everything that I can to keep it. Um, coming up in a few months, we're bringing back the Ultimate Fighter. There you you go. will be a coach on number 30. Not to give away any spoilers or any of your strategy, what type of fighter will be on, I'm not going to say Team Pena, I'm going to say Team Champ. 
That's right. Um, so we are filming uh, season 30 of The Ultimate Fighter. The filming is underway. I can tell you things are already getting spicy. <laughs> and um, it's just such a great opportunity for me to give back where it all started for me and to have it all come full circle is an, is an honor. Um, my job is to make sure that my fighters are successful and that I'm having them be the best fighters that they can be and giving back to the sport for where it all started for me or give it back to the show where it all started for me. Excuse me. Um, with that being said, I'm excited with for the team that I have. I got a great team and I'm, I'm really excited to give them the little tips and tricks and the tidbits that worked for me when I was on the show. And I think that that's really great that I'm going to give them that because I've been in that tournament style format I lived in the house I actually started there so I'm excited to give them that that uh little little nuggets of information right so you are coaching obviously the Bantamweight or excuse me you're the Bantamweight and you're coaching but to get that Bantamweight championship it was Amanda Nunez mm -hmm. and Amanda Nunez she coaching too yep but only one of you is here at Radio Row at the Super Bowl <laughs> that's right so is that rivalry <laughs> still living strong yeah no it is you know she she pushed my buttons the other day and and I just you know for me, it's like uh, I can tell that her ego is still so big, you know, yeah, and right. she's got just gigantic ego. So I was like, you have it, sweetheart. It's yeah. all good. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's almost like a thing where she's trying so hard to get under my skin, but it's not working. Hey, this is the rematch to her. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and so it's like whatever you got to do to pump yourself up at night. You know what I mean? I'm not losing sleep over it. Maybe she is, but I'm I'm fine. I'm sitting pretty, and I just know that the, the dog in me still lives, and I am – gonna get my hands dirty and get in the mud and do whatever I have to do to, to uh, retain this belt and and I think she knows that and I think that she knows she's got a fight on her hands. Van, Van I, you were gonna ask oh go ahead. I, I don't think everyone understands what it takes to be an elite level athlete with all the work all the preparation all the diet all the sleep all the rehab the cryo the, the, the whatever it may be. You said after your fight like I even had a coke. Like, what? What's your like? Gu what's your guilty pleasure? Like, do you need a beer? Do you need a coke? Do you just like, what do you? What's your go-to? I'll tell you. You know, when you're in camp and everything's so strict, you know, I just I love Pinkberry. I just like yogurt. You know what I mean? With a little chocolate sauce on the side. Like, I, I love Pinkberry. That's my guilty pleasure. Is that that Pinkberry yogurt? And I'm just actually pretty pretty depressed because. The pink berry, the only pink berry that was in the Chicagoland area went down a few months ago. And so I'm just like sad that I can't get my hands on some pink berry. But that is my guilty pleasure. That's that not even that yogurt. bad. That's like healthy adjacent. No, like you, yeah. you, went, you went frozen yogurt. Like you could have been way worse. Yeah, I mean, okay, Starburst and Skittles are also a big <laughs> one for me. Okay. Like okay. I love me some Starburst and I love me some Skittles. Juliana, do you have a team that you're rooting for in the Super Bowl or do you have a team that you feel will win the big game? Yes, I do. Um, I was on a Zoom call with Sean McVay a couple months before my fight. And, uh, man, did he pump me up. And I was so excited to be on that Zoom call with him. He says, I'm going to pump you up before your next fight, girl. Just give me a call. And I was like, all right. So I think that that's awesome that he's the youngest uh, coach in the NFL. I think it's awesome that he has the best receiver of all time, that, that retired Tom Brady. I'm <laughs> excited. <laughs> you know? and, Fire. And, yes. and Cooper <laughs> Cup is actually from Eastern Washington University. That's the same neck of the woods where I'm from in the Pacific Northwest in the Spokane, greater Spokane area. So I'm, I'm gunning for the LA Rams. Um, you know, my, my agent, Chad Bronstein, is real good personal friends of Sean McVay. So it would be, you know, not very wise of me to choose against him. Okay. We're from Albuquerque. You're making your way around. You've, you've done a bunch of interviews today, a bunch of cities. 
None of them have the MMA history that Albuquerque has. Can you talk a little bit about Greg Jackson? Can you talk a little bit about fighting fighters out of Jackson Wink? I can tell you that every time we fought a fighter out of Jackson Wink, my team has won. So I know that Albu Albuquerque, <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, it's kind of like a McDonald's one-stop shop for all these fighters. I think if I go to Albuquerque, then I'm going to be the best fighter in the world. It's, it's, it's all about mat time for me. And, and Spokane, Washington, I think, is, is a fight town where um, we've been putting fighters on the map. And there's a lot of great fighters coming out of Spokane as well, as well as the Chicagoland area where I, I currently live. Um, but, yeah, the the best all the best to to the jackson wink uh, academy and, and what they've done they're definitely a part of uh, mma history and i think that you know um jackson winks they got a great thing going down there and i wish them all the best and all the success in the world do we miss anything boys champ no i don't think so there I, go. yeah i don't think so shout out to all my sponsors uh tyson 2.0 jones soda which is also a washington-based company uh columbia care and uh philo and wisana I love everything about it. Juliana Pena, the, uh, let me make sure I got this right, the Venezuelan Vixen. That's right, the Venezuelan Vixen. How do you turn that into Venezuelan champ? That just sounds like it doesn't <laughs> count anymore. So much fun with you. Thank you for taking the time. We're two men on Juliana Pena, live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Opening Drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Bob. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. Welcome back to the program, and sorry it's a late back for me. I was checking my cell phone to see if Greg Jackson had text. <laughs> she says he's a good coach. She said it's a good school. She said I beat them up every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, all of them. What do you do? Like, hey, all right, you're a comedian, right? Okay. Robert, you're a comedian. What if there was another comedian in another city that was just deboing you in your comedy classes? Like, well, okay. Um, the difference in the comparison yeah. is they don't have a gold belt <laughs> <laughs> that represents every comedian in the world. So. Nah, I, I I wouldn't be chancing that at all. The uh, the thing about gold belts is they look similar to gold jackets, and the NFL gave out a bunch of them yesterday as the NFL announced their Hall of Fame class. Did you boys see any of this? I did. My dude Leroy's on there. All right, so let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that first because he's the one I thought wasn't going to get in. Well, first off, how dare you? you I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get in. You're, you're, luck, you're lucky super producer Mike Vital is three states away because he would come in here and slap the life out of you. He should get one mention in the Hall of Fame for inventing the Lambo Leap. And then after <laughs> that, he gets nothing else. That's enough Whoa. for a gold jacket. Whoa. He is the Hall of Very Good. Mm. Oh, mm. man. He, mm. Mm. Man. Now you next thing you're going to tell me is offensive linemen shouldn't be in either. Well, Tony Vaselli should. Okay. And Tony Vaselli is the only Jaguar to ever go into the Hall of Fame, boys. How about that? A little one yeah, from Yeah, all right. Oh. Jacksonville. Well, that should change. Oh, well. That should change. In, in, in 20 years yeah. when Trevor Lawrence gets in? Is well, that, when uh, Gardner Minshew I think, you know, Fred Taylor <laughs> should get some consideration. Some. If, if we're going to put in – Leroy Butler. Again, I'm sitting right <laughs> I'll just, here. I'll just say this. If he was here doing interviews, it wouldn't be at Radio Row. It would be at Regular Row. Yes. 
That's what I think. Just like in the lobby? <laughs> yeah. Asking other people? No, at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, it's like, so we'd be like, hey, uh, Leroy Butler, would you like to join us on our radio broadcast? And he's like, no, I'm just a radio, like, super narrow cast to only Packers fans that I can't get on a broadcast because I'm not really a big enough deal to get out to everyone. That's the Leroy Butler conversation. He is an absolute legend. What changed in the last 20 years? What? Very true. Like, yeah. 15 years ago, he became eligible. Well, that's pretty exciting that <laughs> he's, he's, he's from the era where you could actually tackle and hit people. Okay. He might be the last defensive player that actually got to lick people. But I don't remember him doing that. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't. Here's what he did. Jumped into the stands one time, and then everyone else started doing it. That is his story. And that's the story they give you when you look him up instead of what happened on the yes. football field. He played a key role for the <laughs> Packers. The first thing they say is inventor of the Lambeau Leap. And Super Bowl 31 whenever he was on the field. No. Still, still a big deal. No. <laughs> I need one justification. I need anything that says Leroy Butler is better. First team all pro four times. No. We sat down with Mike Haynes. That's yes. the exact same resume. No, all right. First Whoa. Of all, no. Four all yeah, pros. Okay. What are you Calm doing? Down. Four all pros. Figure your life Calm out. Calm down. They have the exact amount of all pro teams. Leroy Butler. First team. Not second. First. Cool. And luckily there's two safeties on it because he was never the best safety in the league when he played. <laughs> Where my boy Darren Woodson at? Where my boy Charles? The Woodsons are just better. Yes. Hey, luckily for him, the true fonts didn't play during the 90s. <laughs> The Woodsons are better. I'm not saying that at all. Why would I say that? He was never the best at his position at the time he played, and I'm going to tell you what. Agreed. If you are not the best when you're playing, you definitely aren't one of the best of all time. So 12 people get to be in the Hall of Fame? Is that what you're saying? I, I, only the best while you're alive? Oh, my God. I will have a conversation with you right now about how the only quarterback that should go in in the next 15 years is Tom Brady. I'll right. absolutely have that conversation with you. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was the best while you guys were doing it. So you, don't, you don't get to go into the Hall of Fame. The little difference, and because it's the position, is both those dudes you named are the only dudes that accidentally won a title when Tom Brady didn't. You know how many emails Jared is going to get from this take you have right now? Zero emails because no one has a passionate <laughs> opinion well, on Leroy Butler. Well, you had me with <laughs> Butler, but when you start name-dropping everybody else like that, I have to jump off of that one. No, I have to. Butler, yes. All the other players that you named, nah, bruh. All right. Nah. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google safeties during the 90s, okay? I'm doing it right now as we speak. He's not going to be on there. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's not. He's not going to be on there at all. All right. Dude, I got my head on a swivel right now. I guarantee you Leroy Butler is around here somewhere. We got to sit down with him, and I want to. Hey, I want. We, you, I want you to make this want, case. If you want, I want if, you to make this case to his face oh, right now. Yeah. If, we, yeah. if we missed Leroy Butler at Radio Row, that's the same way that everyone missed Leroy Butler for his <laughs> entire career. <laughs> all right, I got it here. Beside, all right, here we go. Mm. Steve Atwater played in the nineties. Yep. Carnell Lake. Yep. Tim McDonald, Darren Woodson, Ronnie Lott, John Lynch, Leroy Butler ain't them boys. Nah, I don't see him. I don't see him on that list there. I mean, he just – he ain't them boys. And I'm not trying to be the guy that's – Blaine Bishop, I might even argue, had a bigger impact in the 90s. Hmm. It's not, All, looking, it's not looking good for you. Four first-team all-pro teams. 
Well, you can't take oh. four. All right, so four comments. Four, down. four out of his eleven years in the NFL, the f he was considered the best player at his position. Okay, I'm looking at what my the screen. Hell? I'm looking at my screen, and the first thing again that comes up is someone says, "Also, the inventor of the Lambo leap." That's all they really know. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think of the signature moment. Brian Dawkins. Oh yeah. Dog. Also a very good football player. Yeah, well, also uh, made some poor decisions in life. The It's cool that Leroy Butler is the ambassador for the game. It's cool that whenever the NFL cut back on celebrating and fun, that they let him keep the Leroy Butler leap. Hey, also terrible branding. The you, Leroy leap? The Leroy leap is way better than the Lambo leap. Well, first of all, isn't it Leroy? Yeah, you're right. A Leroy? You're right. Yeah, we've been downgrading right. him to Leroy. All right, so that's my bad. I didn't know he was a crappy off-brand. <laughs> downgrading <laughs> Yeah, Leroy's not. Uh, no, big no, uh, no, big no. apologies to anyone named Leroy right now listening. He's a crappy off-brand. Le uh, Leroy. Leroy. Leroy-infused uh, water drink of Leroy <laughs> Butler. He, Hey, cool for him for being in, and I guess there's a lot of Packers fans out there. Because it ain't because there's a lot of Leroy Butler fans. They just ain't. I, got, th I don't uh, look I'm at, with you, though. Is his jersey retired in Green Bay? Somebody look that up. Oh, wow. Because I'm betting it's not. Oh. Well, it, 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 if it's it, not, it will be now. It, it, yeah, this is going to take him to the to get his jersey hung up now because that's what happens when you're in the Hall of Fame. Hey, you know who's going to know? You're like, we're going to bring this up to Marcus Trufant. And he's going to say definitively yes. Duh. Because he's in the brotherhood. One of, his, one of his heroes. Yeah. He's like, I, I got my game from Leroy. He might say who. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like, <laughs> he might. There's still there's a chance. Let's not, let's not lose hope for this. Cliff Branch also made his way into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Good for the former Raider. Uh, we talked about Tony Vaselli. To me, that's the headliner of this class. Richard uh, Seymour, I thought was interesting. Richard Seymour had six, seven years in New England and then traded by Bill Belichick to Oakland. And whenever he was traded, everyone said, what? He's really good. And he wasn't actually very good moving forward. And turns out if you ever bet against Bill Belichick, you're, you're taking a very poor bet. He got two first-round draft picks for him. And that's his story. That's the Seymour story. Are we are we going there? Are you saying he shouldn't be there as well? I'm just saying that. Ah. Congratulations <laughs> to friend of the show, friend of my previous show, Dick Vermeil on getting in. Dick Vermeil uh, famously won a Super Bowl with the St. Louis Rams and then walked away a champion of the world until being coerced back in two years later to coach the Chiefs. And I thought that was stupid in turncoat, but I'm not going to hold that against him because he's an excellent human being. Well, I mean, he was like what the f the fourth or fifth fifth best coach while he was doing it. So there's no way he Won should be Super in the Bowl. Hall of Fame, Won right? A Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't win four of them like Leroy Butler got All Pros. You know what he did? <laughs> he rallied behind Kurt Warner and he played good football. That's what he did, and that's a very good quote. I mean, thank goodness Kurt Warner's really tall and has long coattails because Dick Vermeil rode Kurt Warner's coattails coattails right into the Hall of Fame. Dick Vermeil. Uh, Put Kurt Warner in the most advantageous situation that could have been created for Kurt Warner after, uh, well, I'll just say it, cheap shot your boy Rodney Harrison came in and broke it off on him. we got to grab a break as well. Whenever we get back, we sat down with Marcus Trufant, and we laughed a lot on Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On.
Live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back to the program, and Pullman is in the house, boys. 50% of this program right now. Former, I guess current, I don't know, I don't know what word to use. A uh, bunch of Washington State Cougars is what you got right here. Joining us is Marcus Trufant. Marcus, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Go Cougs. That's I'm loving the energy, bro. I need that. And we need to talk about Cam Ward. We need to talk about everything that's going on up there in Pullman before we talk about everything that's going on in your life. Okay. Because I can't move forward. First of all, new, <laughs> new no, coach. There's, there's almost more Cougars here than there are at the Machine Gun Kelly concert. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. A lot of Cougars. Yeah. Way more Cougars. There. That's funny. I love it. Hey, what? Well, What's up with that team up there, though? What's up with our boys in Pullman? They, I mean, they got a chance. By the way, we were Pac Teners. It's Pac Twelve now. Okay. But yes. yeah, what's going on up there? How are they? Are they going to be able to turn the ship around and, and kind of get to the top of that of that conference? Um, I hope so, yeah. man. Um, getting out of the the leech era and yeah. everything that they had going on up there now, trying to change and get back to some normalcy right yeah getting away from um pirates and other and crazy coaches scary things right? <laughs> so oh my god um i think they can make it happen though but i think it has to start with some defense i know that um last couple years playing defense is good over there but it's too many points if you're playing games and the scores are in the 50s and stuff like that yeah. it's gonna be hard to win games it's especially hard to win those um, tough games when you get down there in the fourth quarter or you need to make a big stop and you can't really do that, it makes it tough. So um, they say defense wins championships, so I agree. How, how, would you have been licking your lips playing on a defense that, that went down and scored so fast? All the, I mean, excuse me, your offense will go down and score so fast every position, and then you'd have to, you know you're playing against the pass the rest of the game. What does that do for a, like a, a defensive back like yourself to go out there and play against a team that you know has to throw it? That does a lot for a defensive back. I think it does even more for the defensive lineman, and I've said it on several interviews today that the best pass coverage is a sack, right? Yeah. So if the big boys up front know that it's going to be a pass, they could run their games, they could do all that cool stuff up front, and they can make um, the day very um, stressful for the quarterback. And that's when the DBs can start licking their chops, man, and start sitting on stuff, start to cheat a little bit, not too much, but hey, you can make the best of those um, opportunities. There it is. So before we get into all the cool things that you're doing in your community, I want to know what it was like stepping away from the game. Because you've, you've done this your whole life, and was it like a body thing? Was it a brain thing? Was it, was it a family thing? What, what is it like finally walking off the field? It was um, a transition, actually. And um, to be honest, um, it's something that I subconsciously am still working through now, right? And you navigate these things, and you go places, and people still see you as the athlete and uh, kind of what you used to do, okay? Do I like that? Do I not like that? Do, do I want to re-identify myself? Am I this um, um, guy that does work in the community? Am I a business investor, owner? I'm a, a dad. I'm a husband. I'm all these different things, right? And you constantly got to go through this thing, um, these conversations that you have with yourself, right? Internal conversations. And then it feeds into your marriage and all that kind of stuff. So things have been good. Um, I felt like um, that I threw myself immediately right 
into family. You miss all these things as a dad. You miss birthdays. You miss holidays. Right, you miss the right, cheerleading. Right. You miss the dance recitals. I got four girls and a little boy. I got five kids total. We're... Um, didn't think we had enough going on with that, so we got a puppy as well. So now we are <laughs> <laughs> kind of going crazy, right? But um, just the life, man, and how it works is really about teamwork, and you got to find that teammate. My teammate is my wife. We work there very well together, and um, that's how you have to do it, man. You can't do this thing alone. And for my transition, and even for her, because you think it's just the athletes that go th through it, but the wives – and their uh, partners go through it as well. And she went from me being gone all the time, and now I'm right in her face all the time. So hmm. um, th that's too much, or is that too little? Do I need to give her space? Does she want some space? But we do everything together. We're best friends, and that's how we rock. Um, so awesome. Tell us a, a little bit about TFF, the True Font Family Foundation. You know, you're you're giving awarding college scholarships to underrepresented students in the Tacoma Seattle area how did you want to how did you get that started well that was started man um, just being drafted to the home team right I grew up in Tacoma and then I get drafted to the Seahawks on draft day it was crazy I had my bags packed I thought I was going across the country to do all these <laughs> interviews and do all this stuff, right? but I'm down at the time it was Jillian's I'm down yeah. in Tacoma you know all the people I grew up with my family, my friends, all my teachers, people from church, the people I just knew from the community are there to support me. So that's where the True Family Foundation comes from. I wanted to support, give back to a community that gave to me as a young man that continues to support me and my family and just give young people opportunities. Education is just a piece of it, but there's um, so many things that come from exposure and opportunity for young kids that may not have a lot right you just have a conversation with them or you show them something that's a little bit different right that could put them on the path uh, to do great things who called you on draft day um was it the big show was it mike holmgren i think it was yeah. mike holmgren and i you, talked to and you said coach i'm gonna get on the t-line i'm coming up right now <laughs> i'm ready to work <laughs> yeah. man. i'm gonna get in the car I, i'm not sure what kind of car it was i think it was a rental car yeah. that i had at the time um and yeah man i Drove up about 45 minutes to Kirkland, man, and did the interviews. Yep. And my dad had on this, like, outfit, not so much out of the 70s, but it had, like, sparkle, and his hat had some gold on it. Of course, of, yeah. yeah. A lot of people remember that more than they remember my speech. There are three true fonts that have been in the NFL. How was that household? How was the competitiveness <laughs> just oozing out of the house? How, did you have to – well – not even at a younger age, as adults. Right. Are you, are you, are you showing your accolade, hey, I'm all pro, but, hey, I'm <laughs> this. Like, how did that work out? Hey, for, forget those Manning losers. We got three. <laughs> we got exactly. three at the table. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, growing up, man, it was good. It was competitive. I'm the oldest. My middle brother is two years younger than me, and my youngest brother, Desmond, that's still playing, is ten years younger than me. So there's some gaps there. Me and my uh, – Middle brother Isaiah would, you know, do everything together, and we would bring Dez, but then we would kind of just push him to the side. Like, you're too small, kid. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't really get down with us like that. We don't want you to get hurt because mom's going to be all over us if we bring you home, <laughs> like with black eyes and busted lips and stuff like that. So we did it, but as we got older, man, the support and the competitive nature just continued to, to grow. And those conversations that we have, it was more or less about, who's better, but we would kind of just um, 
bounce off of each other, right, okay. and have these conversations about the league and pretty much talk about other people in the league that we thought was trash, right? It'd be like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. I did this. Oh. We, we could do this, and I remember oh. playing against this. So I'm not saying no names, though, because ain't nobody going to come and see the true fonts. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> come and see me at the house, find me when I'm sleeping, all that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to keep it cool, but it was good, man. It's, all, it, it's, it's um, always been good, and that's just how we were. We had very candid conversations just about the experiences because we could relate to all that. My middle brother had like the toughest role, right? He, he's the um, smallest of the true fonts. He, he went to the same school Cooper Cup went to, Eastern Washington, but he went to the UFL, um, XFL, and then he finally got a shot with the Jets, but he did that, so his route was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I got drafted in the first round, you know, Dez got drafted in the first round, but we still have these real heavy conversations about the sport and just what it's about. So. So, so growing up, John, growing up, like going back and forth all the time, and now the media network that you have, was that part of your playing days too? Was that on the field? Was 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 the yap running as much as the legs <laughs> were running while you were out there? You know what's funny, man? I did um, start this media company, the a Trufant Media Company. I do a podcast. I do a couple podcasts. I do a sports cost, um, podcast, and then I do a um, family podcast, uh, the Truly Unruly podcast with my wife. But to think that I would be in front of the mic like now is crazy because as a player, I never talked mm -hmm. on the field at all. I was like a silent assassin, more um, Jason Bourne-esque, right? I would just <laughs> be in my mode and I would be locked in and I would um, just hit a switch. And right. I would go, I'm really nice dude, very laid back, but on the field, I would kind of just go nuts, right? And you lose it for five hours. That's what you kind of have to be on the football field but um never thought that i would be a guy that would like to be in lights and to do the media thing so it just came to me and i see the opportunity too yeah um, mm -hmm. there's people on social media that's where everybody is so if you want to get to the people you got to catch up right founder and owner of true font media co marcus true font has joined us and uh, i'm gonna open up i'm gonna open up a wound with you here marcus uh -oh. okay trouble <laughs> we've been talking all week about me and we've been talking <laughs> all week about how I can't get behind the L.A. Rams because I'm from mm. St. Louis, mm. and they took my team away, and it broke my heart. I'm going to take you back to 2008 when your Supersonics left. <sighs> the dagger. Give it to me, my friend. Give me the emotion behind it because I need these guys to understand that I'm not just blowing this out of proportion, that it, it, it rips your heart out. It rips your heart out. It changes the dynamic of the entire city, the entire community. I was a young guy at the time. You know, you had the Sonics, you had the Seahawks. The energy in the community was totally different. I'm talking about restaurants. I'm talking right. about bars, the whole. And obviously the Portland Trailblazers are a joke, and we don't <laughs> even want to go into that. <laughs> uh, even if you pretend it. I get No, I'm still with you. Just make these guys understand right. that I deserve this. You do. Yeah. yeah. I you, need the Rams to lose. You <laughs> <laughs> Don't wish that on the Rams. That's selfish of you. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, it's very yeah, selfish. Keep going, keep Do you going. know who you're talking yeah, to? No, I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, bring, bring back that pain. I want that pain. The pain is there, man. So I do feel you on that point. But um, just like as a good husband, Ooh. sometimes you got to take yourself out and kind of take a step back, man. It's not so much about you. There, there's other people. I don't like so this part. <laughs> <laughs> These Rams in the L.A. community is really thriving and they're enjoying this. So you should get a little bit of joy. Okay, you know, I was a part of that in the beginning, and now you guys can enjoy. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, no, no, no. no. He, he no, can't. He's, no. Inca uh, he's incapable. You don't root for OKC. Okay, 
Um, I don't. No. <laughs> uh, facts, 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 facts. When you were learning the position, this is our last question before we go. Did you watch film on Leroy Butler? Um, I watched film on running backs because I thought I was a yeah. running back. Um, early in my days, I heard that Barry Sanders is out here somewhere. He is my favorite player of all time. If you try to shake his hand, he'll duck, he'll duck dive, and ditch <laughs> out of the way. He, <laughs> right. he can't be touched. Right. But Mr. Butler is a beast, though. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I know about that. And um, I watched a little bit of everybody, man. I was a corner. I like to tackle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to hit people and make it happen. So, yeah. Okay. That's the feedback we needed because Leroy, <laughs> Leroy Butler is in the Hall of Fame because he created the Lambo Leap Band. That's what I'm trying to say. He created the most famous celebration in the history of football. Four-time All-Pro. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't. Four-time first-team All-Pro. Marcus, it's all day. I missed the argument. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Kinda day, lost, though. But <laughs> it's all day. Marcus, all day, baby. Man, I, got, I got eight more hours of this, dude. I can't handle it. <laughs> Marcus Trufant, <laughs> at Marcus underscore Trufant, at Marcus Trufant. That's Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so very much for being a friend of the show. Whenever we get back more from Two Men On, Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting, betting for, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert Buck, Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Boys are live still at Radio Row, and we're having just about as much fun as anyone can have, especially with the night that I had last night, boys. Went down to the Machine Gun Kelly and Halsey concert. Thanks for the reminder. The <laughs> Robert still has PTSD Man. from last night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give it to, I mean, what's up? You don't want to you don't want to go to a Halsey concert in downtown LA during Super Bowl week? Like, I was ashamed uh, that you guys tagged me in that, man. This is <laughs> did, did you guys see my face the whole night? <laughs> Dude, I have the best <laughs> like and it wasn't scripted. I'm telling you. I have the best picture of you just sitting there looking distraught, staring <laughs> yeah. at your phone. <laughs> you know how Kanye never smiles when he's out? That was you last night. And that's the first time you pro- you guys you have it. not seen me smile. Yeah. That, that, I was just like, this has to be the end of everything we, right here. So you were regularly getting up from the show to, I don't know, like go use the phone or take a pee <laughs> or just escape. And uh, dead at, no joke, no punchline here. Like you basically ran into Logan Paul in the hallway. Yes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? This is the most LA sentence I've ever said. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and he wasn't with an entourage or nothing. It was just a guy that was helping him use the bathroom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he was just there, yeah. ran into him. I looked and I was yeah. like, dang, this is one of those Paul dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and just walked right past him. Yeah, the people you'll see in a hallway yeah. or, you know, in that case, a bathroom in downtown LA is insane. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know. Logan Paul's like real prowess as a fighter. No, no. Clue. But I'll tell you what, healthy prostate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very strong stream in the urinal. And I'm so universal whenever I'm walking. Around. So if it's here, right here. Hey, but, but I heard it. I wasn't looking. Yeah. That's gross. Don't this, look at me like that. Okay. No one. I mean, no one thought that you were. Man. Hey. Okay. Well, your judgmental eyes. And if you were a touchy about yeah, this, I mean, come on now, guy. I was not touchy either. All right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> So it's, if it's been Radio Row around town or what, at this actually absolute banger of a Halsey concert last night, I feel like I'm a Halsey fan uh, now. 
The what? only reason that you like Halsey now <laughs> is because Machine Gun Kelly went first. He sucks. Yeah. That dude sucks. Hey, let me kick you in the nuts, and then let me give you a shoulder rub. It's going to be the best back rub you've ever had in your life. <laughs> That's very true. But still. It Write was, that analogy down. Yeah, I'm going to start using that all the time. That was freestyle, by the way. Yeah, that uh, whole last night for me was not the business. Not at all. Uh, actually, Van, you have a very good story. We went to get some libations and we come back you guys got stopped yeah the lady didn't realize yeah. she, she looked at you two and was like there's no way tickets please yeah <laughs> yeah pull out your credentials then she turns and looks at me and is like oh yeah i remember yeah <laughs> there's, so, there's so many boring nondescript white people there that she's got to check everyone's ticket but we walk in with robert she's like oh yeah come in come through i remember you guys <laughs> Last night was also the first night, maybe, because I joke about old man slow all the time. Hey, I was old man slow last night. Like oh, that, man. like that. The crowd for a Machine Gun Kelly Halsey concert is not your boys. Not you, at no, all. No, like your boy. Like, like w- tomorrow you are forty years old, Van. Tomorrow is your fortieth birthday. <laughs> he just looked at you like, thanks for the reminder. I I literally had to look at the calendar on my phone. I was like. I feel old today. What What's today? It's like, oh, that's why. I turn 40 tomorrow. 40. Well, last night, they really put it in your face with the people that were surrounding us. I, yes. thought, I thought Fred was legit going to get us jumped. He was talking so much noise, so loudly, and everybody was looking at us like, okay, y'all are already old. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to come here and bash the people that we love. They, do lo- they did love them. Yes. Well, it's not like he was doing it to Logan Paul, who's a trained fighter. It take like <laughs> it would it would take like a couple dozen of those tiny little teenage hipster dorks to take us down. There were also like there were like some kids doing like their first concert ever. Did, like the the less than ten year old. Oh, now that was cute. That is that Very to cute. me is the yeah. stuff. Yeah, and she's apparently some kind of like child Instagram influencer or something. Did you see all like the uh, the outfit changes she went through? Yes, I did. Her mom, That's her mom had a backpack, and they kept weird. going to the bathroom and changing clothes you know, and taking so pictures. So I wasn't going to bring that up on air, but now that you are, because you noticed it too, and I didn't even mention it to you boys, because I want to be like, hey, I kind of noticed that kid is like posing for a lot of photos and like wearing weird clothes and stuff. Yeah. But like that was like a, the weirdest LA thing I've ever seen. I, I just thought they had a lot of kids. <laughs> I was like, how many kids do these people have? And they, they only bring them in one at a time. Yeah, I was like, are they like, sharing the ticket or what? Uh, like, <laughs> we, uh, we what's, what's like a, what's PETA for humans? Like, how do I, <laughs> how do I report, how do I report PETA like child, I never had to report child abuse before. I yeah. don't know, I don't it's, know how to do it, but I think that's, police. that's on the cusp. <laughs> do I just call the cops? Yeah. Is that how Let's easy it is? Oh, Okay. The bomb, Thank you. the bomb, <laughs> the bomb sniffing dog that went off on Michael Vick yesterday would have that same response to that girl's mom. We just wrapped up that conversation with Marcus Tufan, and I need to go on the record here saying that he don't think that Leroy Butler is anything. All right, Fred. I know you're trying to make me upset, and let me say this: you're upset. It's working. Yes. <laughs> it is working. Oh man. He did call him Mr. Butler, though. <laughs> that, that's the part where I knew he was not going to tell us what he really thought. No, no. <laughs> and probably, like, hey, check, is, is he a deacon or something now? Like, see what he's doing with his life. Like, is there a reason people are calling Leroy Butler Mr. Butler? 
because it ain't for what he did on the field. He's like 20 years older than Marcus Trufant. He's got respect for his elders. He was the example for the class, literally the class that Marcus Trufant came out of. You see, that's the respect that this community has that ours doesn't. None at all. Yeah. (laughs) There were some guys in the radio game when I was coming up, I watched them. You ever heard of a guy named Howard Stern? I will make a reference to Howard Stern's influence. That makes sense to me. Marcus Trufant's like, nah, dog, he, that dude suck. <laughs> you can't compare <laughs> Howard Stern to Leroy Butler. What? No, That's you like, can't. No, you can't. No. Who's, no. The, who's the Howard Stern of defensive backs? Like Deion Sanders? Well, who's the, who's the yeah. Leroy Butler of, of media? Of yeah. Two, yeah. two men on on 95.9 <laughs> FM, the AM 610 Sports Animal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're still in the Hall of Fame, though. This, oh, still, yeah. hey, still, still hey, got, there you go. Still got, got, the the jacket. Jacket. got the jacket. I don't hate that analogy. I don't sure. hate that at all. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I could be uh, a fame for everything I do outside the playing field and then get rewarded for it. I'm into that because that's Leroy Butler. Good for him. You're right. Good for him. You're right. Yeah, he made it. I don't even know his stat line. I'm being serious. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you how many career interceptions the boy has. I couldn't tell you how many career tackles that man collected. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm trying, to, well, I'm trying to think of I don't a significant know. Let me, play. Let me think. This, off the top of my head, I would probably say something like <laughs> four, 474 as, solo tackles. Uh-huh. As he doesn't uh-huh. look uh-huh. us in the eyes. <laughs> 100, 169 assists. Maybe something, I, I don't know, what, like 38 interceptions. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Okay. So, All right. so I'm just guessing. So I'm thinking. Give or take. If we ever got lucky enough uh-huh. to interview Mr. Butler, uh-huh. it would have to be podcast only. Oh, yeah. There's no way it would it would air on FM. Because of Because of, of you. Oh. <laughs> because of you, he, he would basically bash your head in for all of this right here. Also, his most important career stat, one touchdown. And guess what he did after that touchdown? The Lambo Lee. The Lambo Lee. Wait a minute. He has one touchdown? One career touchdown. Okay, I'm back with you, Fred. I'm telling you. <laughs> one touch. He has one more touchdown. Oh, I'm me. a liar. That's an interception return for a touchdown. Also, two fumble returns for a touchdown. Sorry. Still three? Sorry, sorry, Leroy. Hey, dog, he wasn't even good he enough. He plays defense. He wasn't good <laughs> enough. But Hall of Fame, though. Hey, look how many, Look up right now how many career interceptions Marcus Trufant has. Because I bet you it's more he than had, Leroy. He had seven in one season. He had seven interceptions well, they in weren't, one season. It's not like they, were, they weren't scared to throw at Marcus Trufant like they were. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him back, man. Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Trufant had two career touchdowns. All right, are you yeah, ready? Right, one less than Leroy. All right, so Marcus Trufant had – 21 career interceptions. Seven in one season. Yeah. S- seven in one season. What did Leroy Butler have? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Marcus had a high peak. I get it. Right? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have the sustained Hall of Fame career that me and Mikey V, Leroy Butler had. <sighs> Leroy Butler had, first of all, because he couldn't pick it off. He had to pick it up <laughs> off the ground after Reggie White would force a fumble. And by the way, makes sense he's in the Hall of Fame. Very much. As, May, all right, I'm going to say it, boys. I hate to be the guy that says it, but I'm going to say it, boys. Worst Hall of Fame class ever. Oh. It's not that exciting. It doesn't pop. I got to agree. Pop. I have to agree. Dick for, me, Dick for me and me is the standout. He's the standout, big time. Then no one else. I also root for dudes named Dick. That's a hard choice when you're young. 
Don't make one gotta, more. Don't do you it. You got to go. Like, well, well, there. Richard Seymour did get in as well. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm not so, doing it. I threw it, it, it out there. I, I was got, trying I to see. So, I got so many. I was trying to see if you bite on it. <laughs> I just I just suppressed like 13 jokes. Two men on live from Radio Row, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Two men on live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Ding, 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 boys. I've won the championship, and by by the championship, I mean, well, really just the presence of, of uh, my favorite entertainment, my favorite TV show, the creator, the brainchild, the president, everything about it. Tony Khan, welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's always great to meet real wrestling fans, and, and clearly you're a big wrestling fan. <laughs> so, uh, it's, you know, to be out, to be able to promote uh, AEW tonight on TNT, Friday Night Rampage, and to promote Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS, to be a thank you. It's And I can tell... Uh, you're a big fan of wrestling, uh, so I'm glad to be here with you. I, what am, boys, what am I, like 30 years of fan? It's my longest relationship, professional <laughs> wrestling. So, yeah this, is, yeah, this is a fun one for us. We had some of the competitors on earlier in the week from WWE, and we had a lot of feedback from that and how right. positive it was. Um, but now there's, there's multiple names in the game. There's multiple promotions. Can you talk a little bit about why AEW came into existence and the success it's had now on TNT and TBS? Well, thanks for asking. We uh, came into existence uh, – as I saw huge opportunities because the TV media rights had gotten huge for pro wrestling and there was clearly a business case to start a second major international wrestling promotion. So I felt like if I could build a roster that was going to be strong enough to sustain it and I saw a bunch of big free agents that would be available in 2019 and I thought 2019... Uh, October would be a great time to launch strategically, and it's been great for us. Uh, we've got a great media partner domestically in TNT and TBS and a lot of great media partners all over the world uh, that, you know, AEW is literally available all over, and we've got millions of people that watch it, and we're the number one show on Wednesday on cable, beating some of the biggest competition there was. Wednesday yeah. Night Dynamite yeah. beat uh, the NBA on ESPN. We beat... Uh, the uh, Olympics on uh, USA. <laughs> so we beat everything. Number one show on cable. So it's big for AEW. And tonight it's going to be a big Friday night rampage on TNT. So for me, one of the most exciting things are the free agents. Um, how do you determine who is next to be getting that push as the next free agent in AEW? It's a great question. I think you have to uh, look at what matches you need to build to, what stories you want to tell, and who the best wrestlers available are. This week we saw Keith Lee come in yes. and sign with AEW. It was big news. And mm -hmm. Keith Lee now we know is in the face of the Revolution ladder match, and he's going to be wrestling March 6th uh, on pay-per-view in this big ladder match uh, to get a shot at the TNT title. I'm excited for that match. I'm excited for Keith Lee in AEW. And uh, I'm excited, you know, for what's to come because we're going to debut more free agents where there's more to come. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's like putting a puzzle together with the fans. And it's not just me. It's the fans, you know, because the, you and all the wrestling fans out there have a voice. And I love hearing what people wanted to hear. And the wrestling fans wanted to see Keith Lee. And they wanted to see the debut he had, which was awesome. Him, yeah. Keith versus Isaiah was a great match on Wednesday Night Dynamite. The best moment in the last 10 years of professional wrestling is the return of CM Punk in Chicago. Yes. 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 In the quickest version you can, 
How did it come to fruition, and, and who was in front of that idea? Uh, it was I had become friends with him during the pandemic. I really uh, came to like him, and hopefully he came to like me, and we built a good relationship. And we agreed that, hey, when the wrestling's back on the road and the arenas are packed again, we, we want CM Punk back and in AEW. And then uh, soon after we resumed touring, like less than a month and a half after we went back on tour, we felt like it was the right time to come back ahead of All Out. Yeah. And then we created the event that was known as the First Dance. And he, he wanted to wrestle at the United Center. And I looked, and it was amazing because it was like the Friday that was going to be the second Rampage ever. Uh, the United Center was available on short notice on a Friday night, which is like unbelievable. And uh, so I had it was like fate. So the second episode of Rampage ever, the first dance, the arrival of CM Punk, uh, it, it was a mix of ideas because he wanted it to be a surprise. And I said, well, we're going to sell out the United Center in advance. You, we need to kind of let people know that CM Punk's going to be there, but he wanted the surprise. So that's where we came up with the idea of uh, the first dance and uh, creating a surprise that, uh, cr you know, uh, creating a surprise that would tease his arrival, make people anticipate it, and then deliver. Because the last thing I would ever want to do is bait and switch the fans. You know, AEW is about delivering on our promises every Wednesday night on TBS, every Friday night on TNT. And then on Friday night on TNT, the first dance, we delivered. Right as soon as the show started, the first dance, you saw CM Punk. It was what everyone wanted to see, right. and it's yeah. what we teased. Yep. So I, I, I love the wrestling fans. There's a lot of great wrestling fans around New Mexico, around Albuquerque, and you guys clearly huge fans. So I, uh, I, I love it. All right, you two are the wrestling marks. So I'll yes. just punt it right back to you. Right. Go ahead. Well, you call Mark, you know something about wrestling. I know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a big kayfabe guy. I love, this, I love the psychology, but these guys are all the info you need right Tony, here. Tony, I know you got to go. When, uh, when is – AEW coming to Albuquerque. Well, stay tuned. I mean, we're yeah. traveling okay. the country. Yes. We're back. We've only been back on the road for a little while, and a lot of it was uh, making up, uh, you know, shows from before the pandemic. And I can't wait to get out to Albuquerque. I know there's great support, and uh, you know, and now I know where to go to, uh, when it's time to promote it. You've got the best fans uh, in the in the world, uh, wrestling fans, and you guys are great wrestling fans. Here we go. Tony Khan, AEW. Thank you so very much. Hey, thank you. It was great to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this happens all the time on Radio Row. Just like a track meet, we are passing the baton right from Tony Khan to NFL legend, tight end hybrid, and actor Vernon Davis. Welcome to the program. Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Former absolutely. Tight end in the NFL. Uh, what Today's like the anniversary of your retirement, right? It's like today. Gosh, you might be right. Yeah, so, so two, <laughs> two wow. years. But in two years, you've had a whole you've had a whole career explode after after catching balls all these years. What's going on in the life post NFL? Oh man, it's been exciting. Let me tell you, it's been nonstop. But you know how it is. You keep applying pressure whenever you whenever you have some momentum going. Uh, I've been making movies, man. I have Domino Masters coming out March 9th on Fox with Eric Stone Street, Danica McKellar. I have a movie. Danica <coughs> McKellar. Oh my gosh. She's oh amazing. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. She's a great, yeah. uh, great person, great friend of mine. Uh, movie coming out with uh, Bruce Willis, Luke Wilson, the 25th of this month. Another movie coming out, Day to Die, with Bruce Willis, um, March 4th. Comes out March 4th. Then so you just started with some small films. Right. Yeah, some small ones. Some <laughs> small ones, dude. Yeah, some small ones, man. Some small ones. But uh, it's been good, man. I, I'm excited. You know, I got tons of stuff going on. And I'm um, here with Smirnoff promoting what they're doing right yeah. now. They're doing right. some good things as well. That's what's up. Well, how hard was the transition from the football field to the acting? Was that a hard transition to go from one thing to another uh, as an extreme you weren't yeah. a soccer player there's no acting out there in the football <laughs> <game>. <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was but like anything else you put the time in 
you you dedicate yourself to the craft and you just continue to keep getting better right? right that's what it's about and that's what i did and i'm still doing it I'm still doing it trying to find my lane and trying to find what what works for me right so yeah. albuquerque's big niners country and you played for some iconic franchises, Niners, Denver, Washington. The Commanders. And, and, uh, I just said Washington. Okay. I, I, didn't put, I didn't put a team name on it. So, what is it like stepping away from the game knowing that you played for these iconic franchises? Oh, it's, it's tough to walk away. I mean, I, I, I cried many nights because yeah. I didn't want to leave, right? It's just I, something, you do, something you do all your life, then all of a sudden you have to walk away from it, right? right? It's, like, it's like the worst feeling ever because I, I love what I do. But there's also you also have to remind yourself that there's a there's another life ahead of you, right? Sure. You have another life, and you have to prepare for that. At some point, you're gonna have to leave this game. So I embraced it, and I said, "Look, I'm a I'm gonna leave this game, and I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna make sure that I take put the same energy that I did in football in football into this right here." Right. Oh, man, I'm sorry you landed so yeah. hard. I mean, two years later, you're doing movies with Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> coaching on the field, coaching in the locker room, similar to coaching and acting? Did you learn it the same way? Uh, it, yeah, it can be tough. I have a tough coach. Yeah. Kevin Benson, he, he, he's tough on me. He's uh, he's really, he's extremely tough, man. Like, we'll be sitting there. He's like, he's like no, that's not going to work. Do it again. You know, he's, he's tough. Tough guy, but you need that. So with the, with the evolution of the tight end position, are we going to see a tight end be basically the face of the, of the NFL one day? I think we'll see a tight end become the face of the NFL for sure. I mean, you have guys right now that could be that face in George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey. They're doing a terrific job, you know, making continuing to be pioneers for this position, right? Because right? we see what it has evolved to be, right? and I love it. I, I, I love seeing those guys out there making plays. Hmm? I think it will last for me because I know you're on a tight schedule today. Mm -hmm. uh, Smirnoff brings you out. We, I mean, we're a guy who enjoys a drink or two. What do you put your Smirnoff in? What, what, what do you mix up at the house? Oh, come on, man. I keep it traditional, man. A little bit of cranberry juice. Yeah. There we go. Uh, orange juice. Oh. There we go. A little splash. A little, maybe a little <laughs> splash, you know. <laughs> yeah, when I sat down, we offered you one of these uh, Teller pre-made cocktails, and you're like, hey, man, it's in my contract. I can only, I can, I can only, I can only Dude, drink Dude, I'm going to do like this. Woo! <laughs> stay away. That is going to stay away from me. Uh, Vernon Davis, the world of laughs and a world of fun, and thank you for giving us in Albuquerque uh, a couple of your minutes here on Radio Row. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, appreciate, no appreciate you guys. Whenever thank we, you. Get, whenever thank we you. get back from the break, more Two Men On Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth as ever. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal here live from Radio Row. What a bonkers quick hitter. We got Tony Khan and Vernon Davis back to back. Two of my favorite interviews back-to-back, -back, but my real favorite interview is coming up next. Legendary Raider, actor, and just swole dude that can look like he could punch through a wall, Pete Koch. That dude laughs. That dude, that dude's got an energy that I am about, and us being able to be here at Radio Row is because of our partners, and we want to make sure we mention them right here. Uh, New Mexico Pinion Coffee, obviously, they're just a, a proud partner of the show every day. The John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio is on the road at Radio Row with us, O'Neill's Pub, which we were not at last night, but we do intend on being at next week. I believe we're in Northeast Heights next Thursday at O'Neill's Pub. The Electric Playhouse, which, boys, we keep talking about the dodgeball and the wiffle ball starting in March. It's, I mean, it's basically March. Yes. It's getting closer, yes. isn't it? 
So we're going to work out all the details on that and make sure we get it to everyone involved, obviously the Duke City Gladiators and the Rio Rancho Event Center for, for being a part of this. And I want to make a special mention of this, the BS Show. That's you, Robert. So, yes. So the BS Show podcast, which we did uh, live here from Radio Well last night, a little bit different of a format on your program, but uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we peeled back the curtain on what we've been seeing here all week. Um, went a little in-depth adult content, but that's how we do on the BS Show. And it was it's fun for our viewers too, Van, because they're going to be able to kind of get in here and see the behind the scenes of it. And we, we did like a walking tour of Radio Row and yeah. yeah, it had a lot of laughs during it. It was crazy, like, because we're doing the show from here and there's just thousands of people in here right now. But like after dinner last night, it was like us and like three Spanish speaking radio stations from across the world. Yeah. We're the only people in here. So we're doing the podcast last night and we're just echoing throughout <laughs> this whole giant convention center. It's so much fun. Well, also, there was a concert going on next door as well. Yeah, the yeah. fan experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daddy, Daddy Jenky was, was next door. <laughs> is that real? You're familiar with the song Gasolina. Yeah. yeah. I am not. No. What it, that's, it's one of the biggest songs in the history of the world. It's a banger right now. It, it won the Pulitzer, I think, <laughs> for greatest song of all time, maybe. I don't know. And it's like brand new? Oh, five-ish years old? I thought it may be older? a little longer. Yeah, older? it's a little older than that. I don't know COVID time anymore. Yeah, I exactly. Just, yeah. It was before COVID. I, so, okay. It so was after September 11th and it was before COVID. I <laughs> I definitely have changed how I look at time now, too, because a lot of things in my life now are before Halsey. Because after going to Halsey last night, <laughs> okay. I think that's been like one of the real teetering points in my life as far as... As direction. I, I just want to apologize to the listeners for my energy to today right now. Uh, I'm going to just say it was because of that concert. I have to get out of this hole, you guys. You guys put me in a, in a, in a setback going to that concert. Is it, is you've, never, you've never had a cup of coffee in your life. Never. I think right now might yeah, be the time for the first one. The first I, one ever. I need a whole pot of it because I'll make you an Irish coffee. Do you, do you feel like it's the <laughs> lack of energy? Do you feel like it's the libation? Or is it it's full-on depression from Halsey? Yeah, it's the depression. Yeah, that's it is the depression. <laughs> it set in big time. Like, when I realized where I was at and what I was doing, mm -hmm. that's when I was like, really? This is what your life has come to. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, you, get, you got to go to the Super Bowl yeah. and entertain people yeah. and do radio and meet all of these athletes and yeah. actors and musicians and then you had to go to machine gun kelly yeah I like you just fell right off a cliff yeah <laughs> just like i guess this comes with the territory that's how i felt <laughs> okay this is what happens everything can't be mount everest i thought it was a very enjoyable night i believe <laughs> it was halsey's first concert in three years and we were at it boys that's I that's I mean that is that's that's news around the world really. I'm, I'm upset because I misheard it. I thought you said MGK and Holland Oates, that's and I was like, <laughs> whoa! I'll sit through MGK yeah. to get to Holland Oates. To get to Man Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute banger of a day today. Uh, so we were talking about that Hall Z concert. We talked about all the interviews we've done. I think we've done something crazy like two dozen or great, definitely more than that. We've oh, did, way more. Yeah, closer to. We did 20 on the dot yesterday. Okay, yep. so we've probably done closer to 50. Yeah, correct. So, and all of them are available on the podcast, which is on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. 
but we've been putting them out uh, as they've been coming in on the social media, and the texture's been going a little bit. So, uh, hey, let's hear from the friends of the show, right? That's where I'm at right now with it. The friends of the show have been, I mean, they've been offering some kind words. Any any comments or ideas or suggestions that jumped out to you boys from, from the friends out there? Well, I was going to just say the one that stuck out to me, but let me wait for him to walk by because I don't want him to hear his name. Yep. And <laughs> he's out of earshot. Okay. It was the LeGarrett Blunt, one of the friends of the show, really wanted LeGarrett to answer the question about who is the linebacker that he had to bring his lunch for. And he didn't answer it. He didn't he, answer he, it. He, he kind of skated around. No, no, he didn't kind of. He did. He did not answer that question. And so the listener, the friend of the show, really wanted to hear his response to that question. We know it's Ray Ray. I think it's so, Ray too. It's Ray Ray. I think so, too. Ray Ray lit him up, and he can't admit it. <laughs> I, that's the first name I thought of, for real. Sure. I thought he was going to say that. But he was like, nah, nobody. Mm, eh. mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, no – if no one lit you up, then you wouldn't be needing to sell this CBD now, would you? Oh, <laughs> good tie-in right there. <laughs> anything to you, Van? Anything that was kind of exceptional or fun from the friends of the show? You know what? I mean, all of the kind words about our show and what we're doing and what we do for the community and us being here. They're like, oh, you guys have been doing so great this time. We've watched your, we watched, uh, you, know, you, you climb your way up to where you are now. We're so proud of you, and it's so cool you guys get to be there. Why are you so taking Drake lyrics and put them into white people talk? <laughs> <laughs> I do agree a little bit with that sentiment, though. Because uh, my jump out one was, uh, it was on the Facebook live, or, or excuse me, on the Facebook social media two men on, and it was, uh, I got to hear, it's from friend of the show, Freddie Trujillo. Freddie okay. Trujillo, he hey, says, Freddie. quote, it's been a sensational week listening to you guys. I wish you'd be. I wish they would have preempted Colin this week. More of you and less of that would have been better. You guys could have stolen Joy Taylor. I'm in on that. I'm in on the idea of, of, of kidnapping. No, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, all right, yeah. That last part. That was. A, yeah, we could stay away from that. Little on the weird side, and then uh, yeah. Also, I really like the praise for all the WWE guys we had on because you guys. Um, we're not as excited as I was, and I promised you the friends of the show were excited, and the feedback was there for that. A lot of people enjoyed The Miz. A lot of people enjoyed Sonya Deville, and I thought that was excellent. Too. Well, I was excited for you. Yes. Thank you. You, you almost <laughs> took off in a full sprint when I don't know who it said, was, there's The Miz. I said, yeah, it was me. I said, there's The Miz, and you took off. You probably ran the best 40 of your life. Well, you got to go over there first. Yeah. Because that's it's like herding cats in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's uh hey guys, I uh, just need you to know who I am and why it's important that you're with me. And it's you don't ask. You know, like at least my energy's not. My energy is not when there's someone that you want to Mark's Trump's a prime example where it's it's uh hey, we're the Albuquerque station, but also we got that Wazoo connection and we'd love to expose your audience. That's it. Yep. Like it's not can I please, sir? I'm, you're not tiny Tim. Yeah. You're not I mean, everyone's here with a level of validity. And also I mean, we're laughing a lot. <laughs> like people, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the most fun. People want to come over and do that. So yeah, I was just anyways, big impact from the friends of the show. I know we haven't been in studio, we haven't taken the calls, and you know it's a little less traditional than what we're accustomed to, but still uh, a million times over. Appreciate the feedback. Yes, and you yeah, guys are definitely here with us. Definitely, I do. And so some really cool texts and phone calls too. And yeah, like, kind hey, of stuff. Hey guys, quit going to me personally. Go to the social media. We need more engagement. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's an interesting point, too, though, because my number is by no means private. 
Like, if you want to yeah, get sure. a hold of me on my cell phone, it's easily discoverable. <laughs> and, yeah, when people do reach out, and that's, that's often where the kindest words are. Uh, you know, my brother was a prime example of that today. My, you know, my younger brother. And, by the way, on social media, I love that Sandy K. Nunley is the first to like, love, and share every social Everything. media post. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. And all, you, know, you guys often think about how her life changed 40 years ago today, too. You know, like, like for this, like, like, yeah, it's your birthday, but that's the day that Sandy's life changed forever. Like, Sandy, like, to be able to go from 40 years ago with what it was to what it is now with your birthday being tomorrow, um, yeah, to being able to see her be able to celebrate you, oh, my gosh, I just love, I love everything yep. about that. Uh, 40's a big one, but to me, birthdays should be a celebration of the mother or a celebration Same. of the family. Oh, that's Because I, I, yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. What, what did I do? Yeah. Why, do you, why are you getting me cake? Why are, you buying, <laughs> why are you buying me beer today? I didn't do anything. Yes. Also, you could do that every day. I would like to have cake and beer every single day. Yeah. Excited for tonight. We're going to bring. We're going to start your birthday with festivities at Universal Studios tonight, Van. We're going to a fun little party down there. And obviously, if you are one of the individuals, friends of the show, already connecting with us via social media or the texter, uh, we're going to have some more fodder there because it's going to be some sports-adjacent content. Whenever we get back, we sat down with uh, who do we have? Who do we have next, boys? Who do we have next? Pete Koch. Pete. Pete Koch. Pete Koch. All right. So Pete to me blew me away. Former football player, actor. He's got a world uh, of stories and laughter, and we're going to give those all to you after the break. And then whenever we get back, more from Radio Row. We're two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Two men on live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. When we're on Radio Row, um, it's so you get a lot of athletes, you get a lot of like professional athletes, a lot of football players, you get a lot of uh, musicians, you get a lot of actors. Sometimes you get like a rich combination of all those things, yep, and that's yes. what we have here. Pete Koch joining us on the program. Pete, welcome. Well, uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you two. And before you, you hit the buttons and everything, we're talking about a little bit about acting and New Mexico and that that intersection of you know Hollywood and its expansion. I think into the West, and it's it's really exciting. I hope to, to be yeah, working. Yeah, we myself. we need to get you a new agent down there into Mollywood, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pete, uh, defensive lineman, first round draft pick, played for. Couple clubs, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Obviously, we'll talk about it a little bit here. But uh, hey, you wearing that Raiders hat today? Yeah, I'm rocking the Raiders, right? I got I got three options, um, <laughs> and I, I went with the Raiders. Uh, I, I actually I took two steps into the Radio Row area, and and a guy grabbed me and. and re- Reminded me that 30 years ago he met me in in Kansas City, which immediately leads to you know us commiserating about barbecue, <laughs> Gates Barbecue, of course. Um, and and how come the the Chiefs aren't here? Uh, they were unless you maybe had a soft place in your heart for the Buffalo Bills. You know, in the AFC, everyone thought that the, the Chiefs would be back here, and right. uh, and Trey Wingo was standing right there, and he said they should be back here. Um, but it doesn't work that way, right? We play the game, and the competition was in the playoffs this year was absolutely awesome. And so here we have, you know, we got the, we got the Bengals, which is where uh, my NFL career started. So that's fine too. So Pete, you were in one of my favorite movies of all time, Heat. Heat. So, and I heard they're making a part two. Okay. How do you feel about it? Okay. <laughs> 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 you had to ask. A, 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 it's actually a little bit complex, but I'm going to unpack this in, in, in three sentences. Mm-hmm. So there's there's two heats, 
there's two movies named Heat out there, and I'm in the one that not so many people saw. The one people think of is Al Pacino <laughs> and Robert De Niro, yeah. and and, and uh, directed by the, really the one, one of the most brilliant directors in Hollywood, Michael Mann. Uh, I'm not in that movie. I'm in a movie <laughs> named Pete. Would, I, I feel way smaller than your biceps <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, this is <laughs> it's a common mistake. But but I'll I'll have you know I, I take great pride in my role, and it and it has a, an NFL theme. So the, the the Heat, the movie named Heat that I I did uh, was about 15 years prior to the De Niro Heat. With stars uh, Burt Reynolds. So I worked with Burt Reynolds. We shot the movie in Las Vegas, and who was a, a co-star along with me that we, we spent a couple of weeks filming this in Vegas in supporting roles was Joe Klecko. There you go. Gotcha. Nice. So there's the – and Joe, have you got – if you get a chance to grab Joe Klecko, I haven't seen him in so long. What a, what a great guy. By the way, he, he has a giant personality. I'm from Long Island. I grew up a Jets fan. So I hate well, – I'm sorry gonna, to hear that. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, just – Diverge over to the Jets for a second, but 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 Joe Klecko, when he was lined up as part of that that foursome, and, and you had uh, I'm, I'm gonna go back here a little bit, but this was an amazing group with Mark Astonow, and uh, so Mark, Mark yeah. Astonow, Joe Klecko, Abdul Salam, and Marty Lyons. That was that was a heck of a front four. I mean, really, that's a historically right. high quality front four, and that was a, that was a, that was a good team. That was a team that when I was with the Chiefs, we played against in a wild card playoff game in 1987, and the Jets got us. They they beat us there. But 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 Joe Klecko, Howie Long has said on more than one occasion publicly that Joe Klecko was the best pure, I'm getting a little technical here, but the best pure nose tackle, a zero technique, uh, that he ever saw, and he ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Joining us on the program, star of the 1986 neo-noir action thriller Heat, (laughs) our friend Pete Koch. Pete, thank you for taking some time with us. Uh, We were talking a little bit about, like, your multifaceted skill set, football player, trainer, actor, and you were like, hey, I can do that because you played with Bo Jackson, and he did it all too. (laughs) So what kind of of experience is that, just knowing that, like, the guys on the field, they can do a lot outside that field too, and is that where your friendships are founded, or is it right there in the locker room and it stays football exclusive? That's such a great question, and I'll go even – I just – Moments ago, before I sat in his chair, three minutes ago, was hanging out with my buddy, Raiders alumni buddy, Mark Pattinson, and I'll brag on him for a second. He's here. You grab that son of a gun. You talk about interesting. Mark Pattinson and I are the same age. We just turned 60. We both came into the league uh, in 1984. He, University of Washington, wide receiver, got, got to the Raiders, became a special teams you know, standout, and, and then, a, then a second-level uh, wide receiver. Uh, he actually, at the same time I joined the Raiders, he got traded away to the Saints. We missed each other like ships in the night, but we're, we're fast friends for many years through the, the, the robust uh, Raiders alumni organization, which is the best in the NFL, I'll have you know. And Mark Pattinson, last summer, seven months ago, summited Everest, the only NFL, at the age of 59, the only NFL player to ever summit Everest, and he's also, that was the seventh of the seventh 
the oh seven summits. Wow. And he, he's and, and uh, Sports Illustrated made and the, and the NFL got together and made a documentary that is fantastic. I recommend that people Google Mark Pattinson, Everest uh, NFL player, and it's a, it's a it's a wonderful documentary. He's a hell of a uh, and you talk about multi-talented. He's he, he goes and he, around the world summiting. Uh, well, he's already he's already done all, yeah. all the all the highest peaks, but he continues to to hike, spread the word, raise money for a charitable organization that he heads up, and I'm proud to call him a a, a Raider alumni and a, and a brother. Pete, you're in a long line of great athletes turned actors. You know the NFL to Hollywood, but you're an elite group of defensive linemen turn actors is this like fred dreyer's playbook are you are you just like are you like, are you like okay like okay d-line hollywood yeah. right, here we go and and well merlin olsen before yes. him who i had a chance to to meet years ago when he was doing color he died young unfortunately uh but you know when i was playing in the nfl in the 80s you know he came by he was walking through the locker room when I was in Kansas City, cause, and just just shaking hands with the guys, you know, looking for stories uh, the day before the game. So Merlin Olson, uh, little house on, you know, little yeah, house on sure, a prairie. Sure. Before him, we can go uh, to, to Alex Karras. Sure. Right. Yes. The Detroit Lions, right. great. Mm -hmm. Had had his own sitcom, and we uh, uh, we we can probably go back a little bit further. Please um, say Bob um, Golick. Well, Bob. So Bob Golick and I were, were sitting there uh, having lunch and commiserating at a NFL. Uh, they have a very formal, beautiful uh, alumni reunion once every year during the preseason. I'm sitting there talking to Bob, and he was telling me, I, was, I believe it was head of the, no, not head of the class. Say by, say, say by, say the, by bell. the bell. The college yeah. years, yeah. The college years, and and telling me about how he auditioned for that. And was exciting. He said, and he, and he felt like, and I, it's totally understandable. He thought, "This is it. I'm here. I'm arrived in Hollywood. I'm, I'm just going to ride this show, and uh, through its long and illustrious, you know, <laughs> span. <laughs> and it, you know, it got it got canceled in a, in a, two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it was. Uh, he he said, you know, he kind of treaded water, you know, yeah. for a couple of years in Hollywood. And then he and his wife and his family decided he didn't want to live in in L.A. He wanted to get back to uh, Cleveland where he's from. There he's from. Look at this. Say Bob Golick's Bob name Golick. out loud. Out he, appe he appears, appears like Candyman. Candyman, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, joining so us on the I'm broadcast. telling the story. Bob Golick, I'm giving you a big hug right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Raiders brother. I got to go over here. I love you, Bob. Well, Bob, come come see us next. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so there's Bob Golick. How there great is that? Yeah. Who ever brought him over? It was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so he told me this story, and it's kind of fun. But it, it took him back to his roots, and he's gonna do. He's gonna come over and, and correct all of the problems. Yeah, the problem yeah. Story, you know. <laughs> but he went back to Cleveland, where he still resides, and and, and, and does great things. And I, I listened to his. I, I, been a minute. He's still on. He's got his own radio show. Oh, everyone does. So, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. they gave us one. So yeah, everyone's going. Robert, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're hearing the capacity of the Raiders drafted by the Bengals. Is that your pick for the Super Bowl? In fact, I'm going with the Rams. Um, oh, okay. I, okay. I have. N I don't. I, I can. Uh, I can separate my emotions, you know, from from the Bengals, and I. I, I just. 
Yeah, I spent I spent a, a minute with, with with the Bengals, and there's a place in my heart for the organization. However, you know, just to, to step back and kind of assess things pragmatically, mm-hmm. I think this is really a, a historically excellent year in the NFL. Sure. Uh, I went to three. I live in Los Angeles, but uh, I went to three Raiders home games yeah. in in Las Vegas, and uh, including watching the Chiefs. Uh, you know, beat the heck out that, of them. And, and, and that's very kind the way you describe it. Well, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I thought that, wow, the, the, to see the teams in person is, yeah, as you, you should know, it's a very different experience. Right. And I thought the Chiefs were so good when I saw that, and I'm, I still can't believe they they lost uh, along the way. But the, the playoffs this year were historically uh, suspenseful and, and, and competitive and exciting. Right. And then uh, the only thing left is is can the, can the Super Bowl be as compelling, yeah, and as dramatic? I, I don't. And it would almost be a miracle if it, if it were. But I, I do see these teams evenly matched. But I, I give the edge to the uh, the Rams. Gotcha. I don't I don't know what like the statistics were for record breaking. I don't know anything. But it, to me, record breaking was in entertainment. This is the most entertaining yes. NFL season I have seen, specifically this last six weeks or so. Because I thought the extra wild card, and I'm like, the season two. I was wrong on everything. I, I've sat in a chair for every game, but I've been on the edge of all those seats because, yep. yeah, the NFL has been that good. Anything we missed, Pete? Anything before we go? Anything the friends of the show absolutely have to have? Um, well, it's, it's glad. I'm glad to meet all of you. And, Thank you. And this conversation, you know, I, I don't know how prepared. what You were prepared. I love the questions. And we were able to kind of connect some dots and up walk. And, Bob Golick appears. Yeah, so funny. A, so and, funny. And, yeah. And, uh, he's basically Bloody Mary is yeah. what it is. Um, and, so, and, and, you know, Bob Golick was – one quick story about Bob Golick was brought in to, to fill that incredibly important spot uh, in the Raiders' defensive line. They had Howie Long at one side. They had a Greg Townsend, an elite and a premier yes. a pass rusher uh, at, the, at the rush end at that side and, and uh, a, a – Big first-round pick, six feet eight, two hundred ninety pounds. Scott Davis uh, at the other end, and they said, and but they they just felt like they needed an anchor, that anchor in the middle to line up over the center and just create havoc. And that's where Bob Bob Gola came in, and he did exactly that. And what's even the best part of that story? Not only did he did he elevate everybody with his excellence, but he kept everybody laughing. You got to have one guy yeah. out there. Preferably one guy on the defensive side right. and one guy on the offensive side that keeps everybody loose, Bob Golick. So what guy. you're saying, Pete, is he doesn't just disrupt our show. He disrupts <laughs> the offensive <laughs> line. <laughs> Pete Koch, everyone, thank you so much for being a part of it. We are two men on Pete Koch, live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Six o'clock hour, and uh, well, that mean, it's our last hour, boys. That's what it means here at Radio Row. We had a good run of it. Aww. They asked us to go. No. You're throwing the word assed around? <laughs> we were grabbed by the caller and drug out. And I was like, no, 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 we got another hour. <laughs> Security, let us finish. 
11 and a half hours of terrestrial radio from Radio Row. But, uh, oh, boy, do we do a lot more, and all that's available on the podcast at TalkABQ. Find it on our social media. Obviously, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for the sponsors of the program that have allowed us to come out here. OE Solar allowed us to be on the road here at Radio Row, I-9 Sports, who's a proud sponsor of the show, New Mexico Highland, Safe House Distilling Company, which we have no drinks left. They sent us with drinks to the Super Bowl. All of the drinks are gone. Gone. Because we, of Kix Brooks. We, <laughs> Kix Brooks, <laughs> Diplo, Trey Wingo. Uh, who, who else? LaVarnway. LaVarnway. LaVarnway kicked it off. Yeah. He kicked it off. Which, by the way, he's been texting me nonstop. He, <laughs> I don't know if he's still in L.A. or if he already left. It is sad that he's not in L.A. or he, he wants the boys to come up to Denver. Oh, we will. Yeah. So oh, that'll absolutely. be. We have, we have two dummy cans left just to show it off. So in the second after our last segment, we cracking them. TCS, the Cannaboidal Shop, Premier Pets Grooming Salon, uh, New Mexico Pop Warner, obviously, and Dickie's Barbecue Pit have allowed us to be here. Boys, we have managed to all week long. Uh, not really put a prediction on the game, and now I feel like it's the time. I feel like right now, let's break down the big game, let's break down the Super Bowl, and let's talk about who we think and what we think is going to be this one. Fellas, who you got this weekend? You want me to go first? I'll go hit first. It, hit it. So, uh, everyone we've had on has said the Rams in a blowout. It's unanimous. Very unanimous. I have noticed that energy of former players and alumni all in support of Matt Stafford. Yes. But I never played, so I'm not going to have the same way of thinking. I've been saying it. The last time I went against Joe Burrow was that very first playoff game against Tennessee. I'm not doing it again. I think they're going to shock the world. Oh, and win the Super Bowl on a field goal where Joe Burrow took the team to get him in field goal range in the last two minutes. I have Cincinnati winning within a field goal. It's something crazy. Like six of the last seven or five of the last six Super Bowls have been decided on a on three points or less, and or the final, the final like the final play, the final score is is put a team apart. So not not a far fetched prediction at all. But you got the Bengals, and you are taking three. Yes. Okay. I have the exact same prediction. Wow. I think Joe Burrow is that dude. I think he has what I've heard over and over and over again. The it factor. Yes. I, I mean, you know, I'm rooting for Matt Stafford, too. I think it's a great story. You know, I want him to redeem himself after getting out of the dungeon that is Detroit. But that Joe Burrow swag is just too much, man. Yeah. I think he's going to be there a lot in his career, and I think this is going to be his first one. And not for any football reasons. Because when you look at it on paper, Rams. It makes no sense, right? The Rams roster <laughs> is better top to bottom yes almost every position group the rams are better you you might say you know the, the Bengals secondary you know they, they got a couple skill groups that, that can compete with the rams top to bottom the rams have a better team they have an experienced coach a coach who coached the Bengals coach so he knows everything that's coming true all signs point to the rams all signs point to the rams winning comfortably but I love that Joe Burrow swag, 
and I think it's just their magic year. I'm rooting for Cincinnati to finally get one, but I'll tell you the most important factor that's tipping it towards the Bengals. And I've said it over and over and over again. (laughs) Here we go. I don't care what motivation (laughs) you have in the Los Angeles locker room. You know what you don't have? You do not have the ghost of our sweet, sweet Prince Harambe (laughs) hanging over him and uniting them as a team. What do the what do the Rams have? Like a like a German shepherd they're sad about? We have a <laughs> Lowlands gorilla in Cincinnati I mean, that we have to unite and fight for. R.I.P. Harambe, go Bengals. Kobe, they have, even, they have even, Kobe. Even though Cincinnati's the place that killed them. Yeah. <laughs> but also again, fellas, Kobe, like LA has Kobe. Cannot stress that enough. You rally behind what will eventually be? Look, I don't care if they have Waigu. I don't care if they have Kobe. <laughs> no, it's Look, not. I don't. Not, <laughs> I am. I'm well, all, I'm all in. You, well, I'm uh, all in on the Harambe train. Choo choo. You are. Let, let oh. me. Let me. Let me tell you something, Fred. The Kobe was very nice, but the Lakers aren't even doing that right oh, now. Oh God! Oh, so God. don't try to make yeah. it to be the Rams. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to tell you, Van, you are as wrong as Robert was with the Heat movie reference for Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yo, did you, did you was, see me flagging him down? Yeah, he did. The he second was. he said, he said, "You were in one of my favorite movies," and I and I knew what was coming. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "No, no!" I was like waving at him. No, I was like, "Different movies, different movies." As soon as I got it out, I looked down at my screen and I saw the year 1986 next to him, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's not that's no, not it. No, no not no. not the one." No. <laughs> got a venom, boys. Got yeah. a Adam. <laughs> he took it in stride, though, like well, a champ. Yeah, oh, look, not the first time. No, oh, you never. Know you know it. Never. No, once you you bucked off the horse one time, and then, but I mean, but getting buck deed on his own show—that's <laughs> uh-huh. another story. I was just afraid of those biceps, man. I was like, it's, oh, oh Pete, yeah, Pete Koch was in there. He's no joke. Yeah, yeah. That, one of the, hey, that, no, that's Legarrette Blunt's answer right there. Yeah, <laughs> Pete <laughs> Koch. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Now. today at, at sixty. <laughs> All right, boys. So you both got. The Bengals, that's what you're telling me, and you think it's going to be tight. I think we're the only two people in this entire building that has the Bengals. Here's who I got. Well, there was a lot of Bengals fans yesterday at the NFL experience. I think they gave them those jerseys to be on. (laughs) Just to balance it out. I think that's what happened. (laughs) Comeback player of the year. I don't know if you guys saw the awards last night. Comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. Had the knee. Team was down. Got the young coach. He's got the best, in my opinion, maybe the best running back in the game. I'm telling you right now, if Cincinnati wins this thing, it ain't going to be close. It's going to be a full-on blowout. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's William Defoe and the Boondock Saints. (laughs) (laughs) This Cincinnati Bengals team going over on this putrid, asinine, disgusting, regurgitated, vomit-inducing, (laughs) bowel-inducing, disgusting obstruction of my happiness, Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. They deserve what's coming to them. They deserve to get teased all the way and then just be resisted and refused and embarrassed. (laughs) Before they can have that culmination, before they can have that moment of release, because these losers deserve <laughs> to fail. <laughs> Stan Kroenke 
needs to feel the pain that he has put into so many hearts. And after he feels that pain in his heart, I want to reach into his chest. And I want to, with the uncut nails of my unclenched knuckle, pull from his chest his still beating heart through his rib cage. And I want to hold it. Man. I want to hold it in front of his eyes. And I want to say, remember St. Louis. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom over here. And I want to caress lightly the back of his head and neck as I lower him to the floor. He's still beating hard in my hand, resting now upon his chest. And as I close his eyes, similar to the way that Chris Pine did to Ben Affleck in Smoking Aethos, and I say, it's not your fault. That's... You bought so many movie references. <laughs> I don't have and, a lot. I was going to say. I don't have a lot of disdain you, in my life. You, you wrote that down and memorized it, but for that reason where you messed up a lot of the movie references, I know you didn't. I wrote nothing. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> I hate Stan Kroenke. I hate the Los Angeles Rams. I feel bad for Cooper Cup because he seems like a winner, but he's on a team of losers. Give me the Bengals in the blowout. If wow. I, I don't know what the points is, take the over. I don't know what the spread is, take the over. God, if Cincinnati doesn't score in every possession, I'll be surprised because that's how much better this team is to these hot shot West Coast Hollywood and losers <laughs> that are the Los Angeles Rams. Kali Mar. Thank you. <laughs> when we get back from the break. It's Van's 40th birthday. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two men on, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Back on Radio Row, and the boys are just having about, uh, well, we're having, we're having a bowl of a time is what we're doing. We're, we're enjoying it. We're excited for the big game, Super Bowl, obviously this Sunday Van, your birthday always falls around the Super Bowl. Did you think you'd be spending your 40th at the Super Bowl? Well, a couple months ago, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ha- we haven't decided on it yet. We hadn't made the arrangements yet. But wrapping my head around it now, it hasn't even really hit yet. Yeah. It still hasn't hit. Well, oh, we got to change that. We definitely have to change that. You're Well, Van, you're relatively new to the radio game. Sure. I yeah. Mean, two and a half years in and – you know, really, uh, not hobbyist, that's not a fair word, but but unseasoned when you started, I think, is a way to describe kind of your exposure to it. And, I think and, that's an understatement. Yes. Yeah, and, sure. I, and how quickly you've kind of risen to these fun opportunities. And, yeah, you're, you're 40th here at the Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, kind of the best gift you could have got, right? Yeah, I, I'm super excited to turn 40 for a bunch of reasons. Like, it's it's a just a milestone in your life. But more importantly, I'm excited to always say, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> oh my God. He's got the mullet. He had to because, say it. Because <laughs> now that I'm 40, I could say that unironically. And yeah. It's pretty sweet. Like, when, like 
Previously, when people ask me how old I am, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them. Right. And I just tell them that when I'm peeing and I'm done, yeah. I'm not really done peeing. Okay. Like, that's how old I am. Got you. But now, right. now I'm actually 40. We are done talking about your birthday. <laughs> Adrian Battles is about to sit down with us, and we're excited to have him here. Adrian Battles, uh, Super Bowl champion for the Green Bay Packers. Thanks for having me, man. Like I said before we started, like I mean, it was a lot of energy in this station, and I, I love what you guys got going. Oh, I love that. For sure. Oh, we're trying to have some fun out here, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's what I'm hey, about. Do, do you think the, the Cleveland offensive line is going <laughs> to How many times you heard that today? Oh, yeah. man, so many, so many times. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it's crazy, but it's, it's been a lot of that stuff going around today to keep the energy light, and I like it. I got to say ahead. this, man. For sure. Okay, uh, how is it being a brother – from where you're from. It's cold, man. How, how did, oh, it's God. cold, bro. I, like, I, I thought you – I don't know if you thought I was going sports-wise, but uh, it's cold It's cold here. I have a hoodie on now. Yeah. So, like, how is it, man? Like, I don't – tell me something. You know, and my whole family is down south. My mom moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so it was different for her too, but it's brutal. It's brutal. Every time <laughs> my feet, my fingers, everything is, you know, hurting and in pain when it's, when it's that cold. But, you know, crazy and contrary to belief, I'm used to it now. You know, oh, I believe it. I, I believe go back it. home and I just got a hoodie and some shorts on and – 15 degrees, I'm fine. When I was broadcasting for the St. Louis Ambush years ago, I was broadcasting uh-huh. for a soccer team. We'd have to go to Milwaukee twice a season to play the Milwaukee Way, which yep. is like a very cool indoor soccer team. I'm going to tell you this about Milwaukee boys. Best tender in the country. <laughs> you, like you just tell, you set up the pro, you let them know you're coming a couple days ahead of time, uh-huh. and they, yeah. they at the hotel. They wait. <laughs> they, they welcome to Milwaukee. Yeah. We, we got the courage. You want to go down to the Dells? Yeah. We got a house on a rock. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we're gonna take care of you in every way, tender and every way. We're gonna take care of you. <laughs> I, I only do good on Tinder in my own hometown yeah. because when I go to another city, they think I'm like a dummy account because I'm just so skinny and white and nondescript. Oh, okay. yeah. They're like, this is a fishing scam. I guarantee it. I know, There's for like sure. no way. There's no way. And next time you travel, put my picture on there, man. Let's see, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can get some hits for that. Obviously, I uh, grew, grew up in Milwaukee, grew up yep. in Wisconsin, and then, you know, you went to, for whatever reason, you crossed the state line, went to play in Minnesota State. Okay. Yep. No one there is mad at you in your hometown. <laughs> but then, when the time came, you got to play in the league, you got to play professionally. Uh, Ended with them Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and that was a dream come true for me. Uh, growing up and watching that team my whole life and, you know, being a big Brett Favre fan. Yeah. And, you know, when I got to the league, my first team was Minnesota, and Brett Favre was coincidentally the quarterback yeah. there in his last season. So, you know, all that coming full circle and then getting to play for my hometown team is it's nothing like it. You know, I, I used to hear people say it growing up, but getting a chance to do it, it's a feeling you can't even describe. So you, you, you won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. I'm looking at your pendant. Is that a part of the ring? Did you make the ring into a pendant? Yeah. I did. What made you want to do that? That's fire. Uh, well, I got the ring still, too. But okay. I just kind of got like the replica of it made into okay. a pendant. But I wanted to do it because I think sometimes when I wear this, it reminds me of, you know, just simple like reminders in life of that any adversity you face, you can get through. Because that season, we weren't really good. You know, we came in as a sixth seed and just kind of ran the table to win the Super Bowl. So sometimes it's a mental, like a little mental up for me to continue to, you know, just push through everything I'm going now, through in Now, life. you don't know this, but you're actually sitting here with one of your former bosses. Oh, really? Yeah, you were sitting here with Van Nunley, who's part owner of the Green Bay Packers, okay. has it hanging on his wall One at share. the house. One, One share, share, baby. The 300 bucks. <laughs> I mean, me and um, it was the not the last one. Okay. The last one was like 480 or yep, something yep, like yep. that. Yeah, the, sure. I, got, I got like the, the 15-year-old one. Okay. And then also our producer back home, Mike Vital, yeah, is a big Packers fan. He's from Wisconsin. Got you. So he's a big fan as well. But I'm not going to ask you any uh, softball Packers questions. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you, what's it like playing – underneath coach Hayden Fox for the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. 
Hayden Fox. Is that coach reference too old? You know, I got the TV <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Since since let's let's take a step back. Since that's you a good wanted coach a, reference. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. A little niche. Since you uh, a you know, you wanted the, the owners of the Packers. I mean, I feel like I got a paycheck I never got. What do I owe you? <laughs> I mean, we won't say it on the air, but as soon as we get done, we need to have a one-on-one conversation for sure. Thirty bucks. Let's do it. Let's do it. The uh, so in the news a little bit. A uh, guy you play with, guy who led you to Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know him well. I don't know if you know him poorly. But mm-hmm. here's what I do know. I didn't know him up until this year. He's been in the headlines a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Can you talk a little bit about what it takes? Because he's he's a, uh, to, I think, to be fair. Um, to be fair. A fair definition is eccentric. Can you talk about what it takes to mentally be an offensive lineman and mentally what it be, means to be a quarterback at the very top level? For sure. I think for me um, – you know, playing is with that scam likely? You want to take that? <laughs> no, we ignore those. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, we might have to answer that one. But, um, you know, playing with Aaron, you know, Aaron's one of those guys that you look at. And, you know, it's very few players you can look at and get inspired by. You know, yeah. when, he, when he has a fire in his eyes, you know exactly what's happening. You know, and I know he's made the media recently for a lot of negative reasons. But, you know, to battle and go through the things he does at his level, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, so I know it's a lot of looming decisions he has going on. And I, I know how tough the game is mentally and physically for him. So I hope he makes the decision to do what's right for him and his family. But, you know, to be an offensive lineman for him, you have to really be able to quick, uh, think on your, uh, quick on your feet. Yeah. You know, I tripped over those words. But uh, <laughs> because he's always changing the line. You know, he's changing the cause. But it's because he's so far ahead of the defensive coordinators that he can see things right away as soon as we line up and he switches things quick. So you got to be really equipped, you know, to play for a guy like that. Okay, let's just say they haven't won one since you. So, hey, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, another thing, you were in the picture when you guys went to the White House. You get next to Obama. Tell the truth. You, you you shouldered your way through that, didn't you? You, you, you tell the tell the truth. You, that wasn't that wasn't no. Oh, I'm next to Obama. This is crazy. Yeah. Like you really you you made your way, didn't you? It was one of those things to where like, you know you walked in and it was food. And usually I'm a guy I'm gonna grow towards the food. But when they said the lady said let's start lining up, you know instead of grabbing the food I went straight to her. You know yeah. so I ended up getting down by the front. It was lucky, man. And as soon as the the air live, I had all the text messages going off in my pocket. I was sweating, nervous myself. But that was a lucky situation to be in. But I'm blessed for that picture. No, that's right. All right, fine. I'll ask Packers questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) The mystique of Lambeau. Okay. What is it like walking into that cathedral of football? For sure. You know what? Um, my first walk into that stadium when I got there, my first day, I walked down with Reggie McKenzie, and he told me, you know, sometimes if you be quiet in here, you can hear the legends speak to you. And that was big for me because, I, you know, I had never heard anything like that. But it's true. Sometimes they have those echoes in that tunnel and different things playing throughout the day where you can hear old interviews from Jerry Kramer and, you know, uh, Vince Lombardi, things like that. So it's really a historic place, and it just kind of gives you a different type of energy to be there. Like, it's, it's almost like you can play with some type of, like, I don't even know what the word is to use, but it's like you play with like more of a, a meaning behind the Packer name. So it's, it's, it's historic to play there. It's, even the practice in that stadium is just great. And, you know, the first time I was familiar with you uh, professionally wasn't actually for your play on the field. It was it was you and like a cheesehead thing that kind of made the run. Do you guys remember this? It was all over. The, you know exactly. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like you and it's this like oversized cheesehead deal. <laughs> yeah. whatever, and you, and you're, like, you're like, cool, I'm just the front pace of Twitter here yeah. for five minutes. <laughs> so so what is that like, being able to just shine that big personality and what NFL, at least, standards like? Kind of a small city kind of a small community what's that like to be able to stand out above I think it was it was just that it was you know being an example of what my community and what my city was stood for you know I I took that that moment you know I didn't take it for granted at all I knew a lot of kids that grew up like me wanted to see somebody from our community you know make it and I think that moment 
signified that for me and for a lot of the youth in that area, you know, knowing that it's possible, you know, because at some point, you know, growing up where I grew up, we didn't think it was possible. Right. You know? So that moment was surreal for me itself. And it's a funny picture. I was I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, I couldn't know, stop yeah. cheesing. <laughs> so I was cheesing. Uh, I'm glad I brushed my teeth that day, though, because otherwise <laughs> those pictures wouldn't be as pleasant. Okay, so you were in the Super Bowl. How are the – what – when did you – when you guys were going to the Super Bowl, when did you wake up that morning and be like, oh, my goodness, yeah. I'm in the Super Bowl. I'm going to play in the Super Bowl. Was it a few days before the morning of when you were coming out of the tunnel? When did it really hit you? I think it really hit me the morning of, honestly. I think if I can go back and live in that moment again, I always say, like, I would have enjoyed the moment more. Right. But it was that morning. I remember waking up and uh, uh, my teammate, one of my you know favorite teammates of all time, Mike Neal, uh, he was just like, bro, we in the effing Super Bowl, you know, and I'm like, you're right, you know, we are, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it was it was surreal for us, but that moment it hit me, you know, and I remember texting my mom that morning like, I can't believe I'm actually here, like we watch this game in the living room every year with right. pizza and you know wings and things like that, but now I'm on the other side of that, you know, I'm on the other side of that TV, so it, it, that moment for me was big, man. That's something I remember, you know, every time we talk about football, this week comes up and it brings me goosebumps no matter who's playing. Wow. Where, where is your Super Bowl jersey at right now? It's at home, friend of my mom's. There you go. Yeah, for sure. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I know. No, no dirt on it though, because I didn't play. But that don't matter. No, yeah. no, no it dirt. Does yeah. Not I, matter. But no, it don't. I mean, that's part of the team though. It's framed really <laughs> clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know we got to cut it, but we were going to talk real quick. Uh, life after football. You're working with Nike. You're doing yes. some cool stuff. Yep. Um, you're combining social media and athletics together. We saw literally just walking in this very impressive side of this billboard. It's Nike. It's it's an LGD. LGBTQ plus advertisement. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the influx of Nike and social media and awareness? For sure, yeah. Right now we're trying to bring a lot of awareness to diversity. Yeah. Uh, from a hiring lens and also from a representation of our you know marketing campaigns with kids, uh, the overweight community, women for sure. Uh, and just like a lot of underprivileged and underserved communities. So that's our efforts right now. And we're going to really push forward with that because it's, it's such a big thing in the world that's needed. You know, it's a lot of education that needs behind it. But that's what our big push is right now. So it's been great. It's been great being a part of those things. Sure. Boys, do we miss anything? Let's wrap it. Let's get it. Adrian, we miss anything? I don't think we miss anything, but that paycheck we got to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Whenever we get back from the break, more Two Men On Live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The yeah. Sports Animal. The Opening Drive with Jeff Symbietta and J.J. Vaughn. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on Radio Row and I dip, you dip, we all dip. No, that's not right oh, at no, all, fellas. Man, that's not even close. That's your mic. Joining the boys <laughs> on the program is a uh, well, new friend of the show, Diplo. Diplo, welcome. Hey, guys. This is my first time speaking to someone in Albuquerque. This, hey. Oh, hey, okay. There we go. Like, that's, I'm about that energy. We don't have a lot of that, like – we don't have that scene, really. Like, Do I don't feel it. Is there still, like, a the baseball team there? Yeah, the Isotopes, you're drinking the Isotopes. That's what I love yeah. that. Yeah, I, have a, I have a shirt. I have a vintage shirt with the Isotopes. I thought oh, they changed their names, up. though. Yeah, so you're actually drinking Teller Vodka right now, and they are the official, like, canned cocktail of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Is Isotopes, like, the team of choice there for oh, you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. The partners of the program. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we laugh at them a lot. I mean, how big is an Isotope game? 
Uh, like on Fourth of July, packed house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ten ten thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, opening day, ten thousand people. Not as big as one of your shows. No, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, he was like, was like <laughs> what sound check? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's some good venues. I've actually never played in, in Albuquerque, have I? Well, I know, I know a promoter that can make it happen. Yeah, right here. Don't, don't do that club. <laughs> there's a club. There's a new one that's really that's really cool. Meow, meow Wolf. Meow yeah, Meow Wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I got booked there, but I don't think I've ever played it. It slaps. Yeah, yeah. Meow is great. Well, and the, and we do have like a really cool up and coming culture in Albuquerque yeah, as far as the music true. scene. It's but the, it's the cool. It's actually I heard it's the cool city, like a super hippie city, right. desert city, and of course you guys got the Heisenberg. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> this, so people love that. Yeah, oh, we, we get you in with our friends at a uh, Rio Rancho Event Center. Oh, proud it. sponsor of the show. What is that eight thousand yeah. eight thousand capacity? Yeah, well, yeah. I yeah, mean, right. I mean, but I'm ready. Not, not bad. Are there colleges then in Albuquerque? We have the big one. Yeah. UNM. So yeah. UNM's there. So that's, that's what the kids are. That's yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and the pit was the house for a long time on college basketball. And I know you're a big basketball mark. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right into it. Harden for Simmons. I, I saw that today. It's crazy. Yeah. Those are like the two players that feel like that no one really actually wants, but they all. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but they, but the, the Sixers win on that on that trade for sure. Oh, for sure. well, they were how, getting how a lot of you, nothing. How can you involve Russell Westbrook and make it a three-team trade? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I love the Sixers. I lived in Philly for a long time, went to Temple University. So, um, maybe this is our year. I'm also really into the Grizzlies this year too. Oh, just really? They, just because they just – I always liked that team, too, and they, yeah. like, they look great. What's the cast name? Tovar? Is that jo, jo, J. A. Morant. J. A. Oh, yeah, Morant. Yeah. John, yeah. John, John, John Morant. John Morant. Yeah. He's sick. He could ball. Yeah, Memphis runs. They get up and down the court. I, you know, I'm a big fan of whenever – obviously not just because you're here, but Justin Timberlake's a big part of that. And I like whenever you're like, hey, let's put an entertainment factor into yeah. sports. Yes. Because to me, I, hey, I love sports, love competition. You make it entertaining, though? And that's when you've caught your boy. That's, yeah. I'm such a big WWE guy. You know, yeah. I'm, that to me is what's important. You're uh, you're performing all weekend, huh? I am. To yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, two shows: Shaq's big show with Lil Wayne, and then um, Tao Nightclub, and then Gunna and uh, Lil Baby on Saturday, and then I'm playing another private party after the football game on Sunday. Right. So I was going to ask you, Diplo, which would be the biggest party you could sneak us into. But you just named well, some bangers that I don't think. <laughs> I mean, we Justin Bieber's got a party. Door. He's got a party tomorrow night, which you guys could probably come to. I'll get you on the list. Hey, I'm not going to be there. I'm playing my own party. I'll text Justin be like, yo, I got these four dudes from Albuquerque that, yeah. run, that no, want a we, party. We could just say. That want to rage. We could just say Van is you. And then yeah. we can get in. That works. I got like, a better beard than me, but I, I had a <laughs> I had a foot and a half of hair like yeah. two weeks ago before I went mullet. Well, I had so this. Yeah. This is the mullet I had. I had a similar mullet, and I shaved my head because we go? I was too high maintenance. You got to cut the mullet like weekly. Oh wow! To yeah. really make it clean, because you yeah. you got to have yeah. that. This is hard. I, I go I go two weeks. I Did got a two week yeah. mullet. That's yeah. gonna be sloppy after yeah, sick. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right you're now, you're not gonna get eight days later. You might not get laid. Just letting you know. All right. You got another pair of those glasses laying around. These because ones? we could pull this off. Okay. This <laughs> hey, did you guys low-key just notice how Diplo tried to send us to a party he wasn't at? Yeah. You yeah. Didn't notice yeah, yeah, how yeah, sure. Diplo was like, well, it yeah, was just text me outside. <laughs> <laughs> it was Justin Bieber, though. Like, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's actually a prank war they have. And no, he's, like, he's, like, yeah. he's like, hey, Justin, take these boys. <laughs> hey, will uh, be good. Just come on. Just go. <laughs> you guys are charming. You can, you can, get your, you can get, find a way in. You got, a, you got a new hit coming out tomorrow. You got a new single. It's going to go do. straight to the top. You're hanging out with Miguel. You're performing. That's what, right. What's Me going Miguel, on with that? It's, uh, we have a new single called Don't Forget My Love. It's my first like uh, a single, my, my first dance record in like years. And um, the album comes out March 4th. But I feel like. The world's opening again. Clubs are opening again. I'm booked every yeah. weekend, so it's there time to some club records. You've had tons of features throughout the years. Is there one that stands out? You're like, that's my one. 
Oh, good question. Uh, that's a good one. I mean, I think my favorite record I might have produced was this record called Paper Planes with MIA that came out. Yeah. Like, like oh, duh, yeah. Years. This record. Steady yeah. in rotation. <laughs> yeah. It, just, it was a banger. And then, you know, when it comes to sports, I did a record with Lil Pump in France, Montana, like four years ago called um, uh, Welcome to the Party. And it's like the yeah. song that, like, all the teams are coming out to. Like, the Lakers came out to it. The Kings sure. came out to it. It's like, dun, 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 dun. So, I like a good stadium record, too, but. I know I do so many different random records. I, I think the country stuff I did a couple of years ago was really cool for me. Yeah, um, I did a record with, with, with Young Thug and Thomas Rhett. So like doing records like that, where yeah. you know it doesn't really make sense, but they they, they work. I you like know, trying to figure the, out those the puzzles. The Buccaneers running back Eric Rhett. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Thomas Rhett. Oh. <laughs> hey, so come talk on. a little bit about the mash of sports and music, though, because. I don't know an athlete that don't love music, yeah. and I don't know a sporting event that's not better with music. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, whenever you're looking at sports, do you have, like, that kind of mindset where it's like, hey, where can you infuse I mean, sound? I love when people do crazy things like what Bad Bunny's been doing in yeah. WWE lately. Oh, he's the right. best. And right. it's just, like, taking that time. Cause he's so busy, but I know he was, like, choreographed. He's the Royal yeah. Rumble. Like, he had yeah. to, like, yeah. really know the, know the moves. I was 20 feet away. It was yeah. incredible. It, was, it, it looked awesome. And, um... I mean, just bringing things in like that. Plus, like, I was last night playing at the uh, the waste management party. It was the uh, Phoenix Open. Yep. And JaVale McGee came out because that's a good friend of mine. And so he came out and DJ with me and just, like, got on the mic. And, you know, it's – there's every once in a while – because I, I do more, like, the nightclub circuit. I don't play a lot of hip-hop, but I, I do love hip-hop. And, like, JaVale, he came out to Ibiza with me and, you know, saw – Mykonos in that world, and when those athletes start going out there to like yeah. see this, it's a whole different culture. Right, right, It's like right. nightclub culture that's different, and to come to Vegas and, you know – You've, it's a good time. You've named some names that we we know. Give us a name that you haven't worked with that you're dying to work with. Musician or like a any. You know, I'm sick. Of everybody, I'm kind of done my own now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with these collaborations. If someone wants to hit me up, you know, I, they got you can find me on Instagram. But uh, otherwise, I'm just out here making records for my myself. There you go. Hey, no tag teams main event. Like <laughs> exactly. I mean, that ain't what it's that ain't what it's about. <laughs> so, Diplo, I know you got to wrap because you're gonna you're there's 150 radio shows here today, and you're gonna see 150 of them. So I know you got to jump and go, but I mean, I said to the guys like, "Look, I'll go to do this thing, but you got to get me the Albuquerque guys." Hey, hey I got to go. talk isotopes. Hey, <laughs> hey, inside baseball for the friend of the show, we we did set this one up like two weeks ago. I think we were we were like, the, whenever they gave us a list, we were like, right there. Yeah, like you, we that's the one. Yeah, because well, hey, Michael Liebman said he said you got to come to these guys. These guys are cool. Oh, that's where go. it's at. So, so, so Diplo, thank you so very much. Uh, real quick before the friends of the show, before we go, anything we missed? Any last drop? Um, you know what? Just you know, someone bring me to Albuquerque, man. I've only been there once. Yeah, I gotta come go. out there. I want to see I some desert stuff. I got a business card like two inches from you. Yeah, we there know. We, we know a guy. Two men. <laughs> two men on Let's ninety. We're two men on Diplo on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Two men on live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Final segment of the week, boys. We uh, we made it all the way through Radio Row, and uh, you thought we were joking about the eviction. We weren't. We are. We literally are back at the Airbnb <laughs> to cut the final segment because uh, well, we had we had some interviews run long, and the NFL said, "Yeah, uh, we're turning the Wi-Fi off. Yeah, you, you don't have to go, but you got to go." Yeah, it basically said, "Get the hell on." <laughs> <laughs> Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio yes. at the corner of <laughs> Broadway and 9th in the United Artists Theater Building. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we need a varsity, boys. we got to end this one out correct with the I-9 varsity. Today's I-9 varsity is uh, the varsity of Radio Row Moments, boys. Uh, I-9 Sports Connect with them. League Office 280 at I-9Sports.com. 
I mean, sitting down with Tony Khan at the very end was a big deal to me. That is, uh, wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to me because you guys know I fan out a little bit on that stuff. But um, you know, the a little dif- bit. Yeah, the okay. difference between him and Vince McMahon is very little, and I know that name Vince McMahon resonates. But president, owner, and creator of AEW, so that was the one for me where I was, uh, I was excited as a fan. That was the one I went over with. Well, me obviously. I know I told this story earlier, but. Seeing Pat, Mac- Pat McAfee in the bathroom washing mentholated CBD cream out of his eyes while he's crying, that had to be, like, not on the air highlight moment. Yeah. Well, for me, I uh, walked up to Joe Montana right before he was about to do an interview, and I learned he has the same taste of Gatorade that I do, which is orange. <laughs> You're an orange guy, huh? Joe Montana's a brother. Joe Montana's a brother. That's why he won all those championships. Orange Gatorade. We went down to uh, Jason to Super Bowl or Radio Row. We went down to Fixin's last night for dinner. It's owned by Kevin Johnson. Yes. And you were hanging out with Kevin Johnson. Yeah, you got Yeah, you guys cut it up a little bit. You, you talked about Black King Apparel. You, you kind of did the whole thing. Yeah. And that wasn't better than learning that Joe Montana – Drinks nah. orange. Nah, the, the orange <laughs> Gatorade took me out. And, and it wasn't like he just had it. It was all the way drank down. So orange or citrus cooler? Nah, nah, orange. Orange, orange. Orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to – I mean, obviously, moving through them a little bit. The I, liked, uh, playing, I like playing the, the acquire guest game. It's I li- fun. Yeah, I like the yeah. fishing of it. I like uh, I like creating that energy around us, and I think we learned a lot too. So this one was was brilliant and fun, and I think moving forward we're going to do a little more for the guests that come in. You know, we're going to give people a more comfortable invite. Like here's the thought I had: like we all had like uniform chairs. Like what if we go and get like an oversized comfy chair? Oh yeah, to set like the guest in. What yeah. if we create like a experience? At the table. So that would to me, boys, that was uh, kind of learning the energy of what Radio Row has grown to. I, I really like the experience of being so green. Yeah. And then, and, then yeah. Le- and then learning the ropes eventually. Learning on the fly. Right. Because you just show up and you go. Because like me and Robert, it's my first. Fred, you're a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how would I know what to do? I mean, I, I looked up YouTube videos to make sure I wasn't too overwhelmed when I got to Radio (laughs) Row. But it was still huge when I got there. I was the exact opposite, Van. I did not want to look up anything. I wanted (laughs) to just be there in the moment and figure it out day by day, and that's exactly what I was doing. And I felt like maybe a day and a half, and I felt like a seasoned veteran. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we're going back tomorrow for the Super Bowl experience, so make sure you're tuned into all of our social media for that. We're going to take a lot of photos, do some short videos, have a lot of fun, but they got obstacle courses and kick field goals and, and a whole bunch of neat insight that we're going to give to the friends of the show. Uh, one last time, roll call on it, boys. Thank you to Graphic Connections, Chisholm Trail, David Busters, the YMCA, New Mexico Pinon, John Lopez, Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy, O'Neill's Pub, the Electric Playhouse, Duke City, Gladiators, Rio Rancho Event Center, the BS Show, OE Solar, I-9 Sports, New Mexico Highlands University, Safe House Distilling, which went over like gangbusters, the Cannaboidal Shop, Premier Pets Grooming Salon, New Mexico Pop Warner, Dickie's Barbecue. None of it could have happened without the sponsors and the friends of the show. Did I miss anyone, boys? I feel like that's it. I mean, we have so many great partners and sponsors that we might have forgot somebody. And if we did... We're so sorry we got your back. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. I want to say thank you to all the friends of the show who yeah. actually took the 
time to be on the journey with us virtually. You know, you were hitting our phones, texting, following pictures, liking things, giving us comments. That helped us out a lot as well. Well, one more day from L.A. We will do the program here on Monday, and we'll give you the recap of the Super Bowl, the big game. Uh, final predictions, boys. I know we laughed about a lot earlier. I do have the same – or, excuse me, I do have Cincinnati, and I have them favored heavily. You got heavy. I got and heavy. And I think me and Robert both yeah. have last-second field goal. Last-second field goal is to win it. Yep, same. Halftime show. Excited or not? Uh, I was already excited, and then we had that inside scoop we got last night. Of la, 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 uh, I'm not gonna we, say we might, we I'm might, not gonna we say, might get in trouble. Here. I'm gonna say uh, of who might show up. So that's what I'm excited for. Okay. So your boys are sitting here with inside information yeah. on the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show, yeah. and we're gonna keep it to, into us. Can't you, say it. You can't have it. Nope. It's gonna be a surprise to you. Everything that didn't make the program is making the podcast, and we have some podcast. We actually have some interviews running around on Monday. Right. So yeah, we're gonna do a little recap of some of the ones we enjoyed a lot. Uh, so that's going to be good. That's going to be an exciting thing to bring the audience. And then back in the studio on Tuesday. That's what's up. That's the trip, boys. We're excited about that one. Uh, final words, Robert, before we cut loose. This has been amazing and surreal for me. Thank you guys very much. Van, anything we missed? Yeah, make sure you check the Super Bowl recap Monday morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Big thank you to... Brandon Vote, who had us on KKOB. Big thank you to Bob Clark. Big thank you to The Morning Show, who had us on. And I know, Robert, you're going to show up Sunday morning on KKOB right. to kind of give the state of the Super Bowl uh, as through the eyes of Robert Gibson. Right, correct. And I cannot wait for that. Um, had a great time last time, so I'm going to continue it uh, this Sunday. The boys are wrapped from Radio Row. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustlers grab your to shadow weighs a ton, driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Nothing's gonna stop me now California, here we come Right back where we started from A pedal to the floor, thinking of the war Gotta get us to the show California, here we come Right back where we started from California
California